The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Toku Podcast, the best show about Tokusatsu you probably never heard of and Tatakai. Anyways, so, as always that's Jay. Tatakai. Mm, that's Phil. Jesus Christ, are you just deep throating your microphone? No, I'm uh, I'm I'm doing ASMR right now. So that yeah, I was that gonna is, say it sounds you're like the last person who needs to do that. That's why I'm doing yes, it. Was, you see, Phil. You see, Jay. That's why editing is involved. You know, there's probably Anyways. at least one person who will listen to that. <laughs> I would hate to meet them. Yeah, me too. And they're probably in our circle. Um. Anyways. So, anyways, uh, this is a special case today because, well, and well, we should probably say what we're doing. Today we're doing Kamenari Ryuki, obviously, as you can read. Or maybe you can't read. For whatever reason, you cannot read the title of this podcast. So, very special case. So, what we're going to do here is, and I think everyone will agree, we're going to review the show proper, episodes 1 through 50, no pee-pee-poo-poo bullshit. And then we'll do episode final. Is, is that is that agreeable? Makes sense. Is that, is that yeah. make sense? Okay. And no thirteen writer special. Basically, retelling of the entire show just adds a guy in green who is very under. Thank you, Wikipedia. Or the book. Anyways. Or the other. Specials, oh yeah, there's a book. Or the hyper battle video. Or the comics. Or the manga. Or Agito. Or the or, writer time. Or Agito or versus new, Ryuki. He literally just said I that, ju- Phil. He just said the hyper battle video. Shh. I didn't also know that. that new special because we didn't watch it. Well, I did. Well, we might talk but about the book because matter. the book is wacky as hell, but that's another story. Well, you might talk about the book. I, <laughs> that's true. I, I'm I actually, actually kind of want to read the book. Phil, stop eating your mic. Right. I've read segments of the book, and it's exactly as insane as you think it is. Can you send me a copy of it? I mean, I, I mean, I what, isn't this, again, isn't this like the same book? Ago. Isn't this the same book where Oja just eats shit? Yes. Literal shit. It is, it is the, that is the exact book. The, yes. It's also the same Based. one where apparently Ren and Yui are now friends with benefits and 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 Shinji actually gets it with Fem. I I with with Mio, he actually does. Well, she, well I mean Shinji it's Inoue, I think you. So. Well, see, the thing with Inoue is every single fucking book he writes, it's always about fucking. I mean shit, did you not read the Jetman one? Like Jetman proper was already about that. I don't need to read the Jetman book. I've seen Jetman. <laughs> yeah, but the Jetman novel is just like, yo, orgies every day? Okay. With a high school? Anyways. Ew. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. We've all we've all thought the same thing about any other Sentai. So. We've all thought the same thing about Jet Condor. Except may, except uh, maybe Tokyo. Well, I don't know. Maybe someone weird, somebody weird has. Not important. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to talk about those people. I don't know it's what you're talking about. They're, 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 the same, they're the same people who actually like Tokyo. Oh, oh anyway. that? <laughs> you say that, and now we're going to have to do that next, aren't we? No, we're not. I'm not doing I'm not that. Do- I'm not you. doing it either. I already said <laughs> I'm not. You, you, can, you can do that all by yourself, buddy. I, they, I, swear, I, I swear to God if that. It's not terrible, but I'm not sitting through it again. I have better things to do. Ooh. I don't like Tokyo, so... Um, Anyways, as we were saying, so we are doing Kamen Rider Ryuki today. 
Let's start same way we always do with the characters. Well, actually, no. Let, let, let's talk about the premise. All right, real quick. Yes. So, so because the premise is stupid. So, so what? What is the premise of Common Rider Yuki? Well, let me ask you, AJ. <laughs> have you ever seen a little movie called The Highlander? <laughs> I thought the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> because it is. It is like the, the moment I hear it, it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's essentially the premise, is that it's a bunch of dudes with superpowers in a mirror world fighting to the death because one of them will get a wish Something. or unlimited power. They, they just kind of introduce that, that element. Like, why they ne- they never really even acknowledge it. It's like, I, I honestly I, had to go back and rewatch a bunch of episodes because they first start mentioning... Um, like we'll get we'll get a prize at the end. I'm like, when the fuck was this decided? Like, what? They just pull it out of their ass, and then I I kind of have a problem with the prize, but we'll get to it when we get to Odin proper. So, it is about the world's dumbest man, Shinji Kido, who blunders <laughs> his way into this tournament of death. Uh, and decides that he doesn't want to fight in the Tournament of Death and tries to get everybody else to stop being in the Tournament of Death, which is a pretty simple premise. Uh, it's just that it is completely insane. <laughs> I mean, like you said, it's just Highlander. <laughs> See, it's weird, because, like... Okay, so let's it's get into Highlander if Connor McCloud was like, I don't want to fight, let's all be friends, and everybody else was still trying to kill him. Because there can only be and one! No, I, exactly. And sadly, and sadly, no Freddie Mercury. But, no, you know, yeah. I guess they, well, they, to, to be fair, Toei cannot afford it. They couldn't afford it. <laughs> they couldn't afford playing a second of that. Um, they couldn't. They couldn't even afford reusing the drum beat to any Queen song. Pretty they, much. Oh, Jesus, dude. They couldn't, they couldn't even that? afford pulling a vanilla ice. <laughs> they, they, would, they probably be, they probably couldn't even afford a Milli Vanilli style of taking Queen. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about the characters right away. So, Shinji. See, uh, full disclosure, I have not seen this show in over a decade. So, I forgot how much of a fucking idiot this guy was. Look, first thing, the first thing we see of this guy... He tries to answer his phone and trying to hear it through his fucking bike helmet. <laughs> this guy is an idiot. Like an actual proper dumbass. Shinji is not allowed to use the big boy scissors. <laughs> <laughs> he's not allowed to use any scissors. He's still he's still at the phase where like he has to crease the paper and like like Ugh. wet it to rip it up. I hated doing he, that. he can't even get near that. <laughs> okay, he might be he might be a little dim, but his heart is. Shinji, please put down the Elmers. <laughs> Shinji, no. Look, he might no, be don't, dim. Don't drink the blue milk. <laughs> I drink milk. Shinji, that's glue. It has cows. <laughs> milk. He, he would actually probably do that. He's like, oh, it's got a picture of a cow on it. It has to be milk. It's just kind of sticky, guys. Oh. Look. He might be oh, dim. <laughs> guys, guys, he might be dim, but his heart is in the right place, and he's trying. At least give him that. Uh, he's trying. I mean, uh, well, yeah. well, see, that's what I was about to say. He's an idiot, but I like him a lot. He's, he's so fun. He's legitimately 
really enjoyable. I like this guy. The only problem I had, though, granted, it kind of plays into a theme that we'll we'll get into, is he's a little. There's there's times where he's almost a little too stupid and too naive to the point where I'm like, all right, dude, you should have been dead like three episodes ago. <laughs> there's no way you survived this. And funny enough, he didn't after a while. Well, <laughs> funny enough. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. Overall, I think he was a really good character in the sense that it is like Jay said. He he is basically Connor McCloud. If he was like, I don't, I don't really want to do this. And he had this a stupid. two digit IQ. Well, <laughs> the two digits kind. That's kind of generous. Jay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it could be very low two digits, you know. I mean, if you're, I mean, if you round it up, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, two digits does not mean that it is a two-digit number over nine. So you know, it could be a decimal. So, <laughs> oh fucking hell, dude! <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking shit, dude! Um, <clears throat> so that's really all there is to say about Shinji. Though, so so let's get to the actual guy Our that we should be talking about, Ren. Yes, Connor McCloud, if he was actually fighting. So Connor. So just Connor so McCloud. Connor yeah. McCloud. Yeah. I, thank, thank you for that astute observation. Look, I I've seen Highlander. I had to run with it. I realized what I was saying. A modern day Sophocles we got over here. Actually, I prefer my I prefer more of a Plato myself. But, more like uh, more like Testicles. Oh, sh- yeah, I bet you eat Plato. Oh, sh- Anyways, oh, shut up, Aristotle. Um, so as we were going on, so as we were going on about, so we got Ren, who has the majority of the character. Well, I shouldn't even say that because Shinji does have character development as well. But again, this all goes back to something that we'll get into later because I'm, I'm, I'll save it. But we have Ren, who has the majority of the character development in this show. Because it kind of goes from just a complete hard ass that's just like, what the fuck is your problem to, I guess you could just call him what he is. He's more like a tsundere at the end. Pretty much. And it's weird because you can kind of see where Zio ripped this character off, which is ironic because Gaze and Ren look the exact fucking same. They oh my god, do. they do. Yeah. They really do. Like, when you watch the show, like, seeing pictures, it's like, eh, kind of, maybe. But now you watch the show, it's like, Oh wow! You could literally be kid. You can literally be his his dad. That's kind of funny. Mm. <clears throat> but I but I like Ren a lot. Also, if you, if it seems like we're going fast with these characters, it's because there's thirteen of them. But we we um, don't. Well, we don't thirteen we, of these motherfuckers. We don't actually see all thirteen of them in the show. Three of them are relegated to specials and the movie. Well, two of them to the movie. Yeah, one because of them. they suck ass. Yeah. yeah. Well. So. Eh. They suck ass. I, okay, I like Fem and Ryuga. I, but we'll get into that. When, yeah, I bet you do. We'll get into that in episode final. Shut up. Yeah, I bet I you do. Anyway, so. I have my reasons. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, we, we Phil, know the reason. I'm just gonna it's t- Phil, I'm just going to be. Phil, I'm just going to tell you right now that, that it's a dude in that suit. Okay? Stop jerking off <laughs> for it. <laughs> That's not the reason, you idiot. <laughs> so. We got Ren. He again. He gets the most character development because he has basically the thing that he he he's the one that from for most of the show that he has something he's actually fighting exactly. for, which is his girlfriend. Which is she's in a coma because 
Okay, Jay, I want to have to ask you this because I kind of got confused. Why was she, is it because Darkwing attacked her? Was she that? That's why. Yeah, because she she was full blast. Got blasted by all the mirrors when uh, uh, Kanzaki completed his experiment. So she's the uh, quickening. Pretty pretty much. So that's what happens when when you're like not a Highlander and get hit by a quickening. You just get yeah, I, I mean, coma. have you have you seen one of those things? It's fucking lightning <laughs> shooting everywhere. I'd be in a coma if I got hit by it. Dude, dude, wouldn't it be hilarious if there was actually like a quickening in this fucking show? That'd be. I mean, there's there's so many times where I, glass is breaking. I mean, they kind of do it with like the the lightning striking and everything, or the not the the energy balls when they destroy a monster, but. Like, like, they could have just done straight up, like, have them do quickening, which would have been fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would be that would be fucking great. Um, so, yeah, so he has the most character realm because he's the one who actually has something to fight for for most of the show. Mm. And, and it's kind of funny, <coughs> well, like funny how the one monster that he uses as his contract monster is the one that basically ki- uh, nearly killed his girlfriend. So it's kind of... I, I want to say... Irony on that one, where it's basically him giving that look to Darkwing and saying, "You know what you did. Now you serve me, motherfucker." <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny because, like, throughout the whole show, you don't really. You, you, I, I like this about the show, where you, for the most part, you're not really just told outright what's going on. It's it, it, this is the one thing I'll give to Anoa. He's very good at subtly, well, at this point. <laughs> Because once we get to Kiva, it suddenly goes up the fucking window. <laughs> but <laughs> at this point, he's still very good at sprinkling in small bits of subtlety. Like, okay, this is what's going on with Ren. This is what's going on with Zolda. This is what's going on with Oja. Here and there, here and there. So I like that. And I like that they didn't just tell us outright, oh, yeah, Ren's girlfriend is in a fucking coma. <laughs> not not dead. That that's kind of new. She's in the coma. She's not dead yet. Yeah, yeah, so true. I mean, what's the alternative? Oh, my girlfriend is dead. I'm gonna go fight to uh, bring her back. Bring her back from the dead. I mean, okay. technically, that's really see. That's that's really my only problem because, well, for one, she ends up fucking dying anyways. So she does. No, she does. Better, she didn't but she die. She's she's alive. Well, no, she dies. No, and the she just brought back. No. Yeah, she dies. She gets brought back. That's that's the whole point of the end. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So she was in a co- when she woke up from the coma. So she and she died right. Wait, afterwards. that was her dying. I thought she just went back to sleep. No, she's dead, dude. She Holy. actually died. Holy shit! <laughs> no, I don't blame you because, again, this show doesn't explain anything. Yeah, they don't. In the sense that it doesn't just out because, dude, most of the writers don't even get named on screen. Most of the time, like it takes like what, like a, like a few episodes for Tiger to get a name, or Zolda. Oh yeah. I, I, actually, does does Oja even get his name? No, Oja. They, yes, it does. They, right? Oja gets it later they call on. Him, they call him Oja like once. <laughs> yeah. So like m- most of the stuff in the show, and this is a warning for anybody going into this: do not expect them to just be like shoving it in your face. This is what's going on. It it kind of expects you to be a little bit smarter and like. You know, understand? No, this this is obviously what's happening. We're not going to treat you like like a five year old. And I think so. I think that's a uh, one of the the strong parts of the the writing too. Is um, oh, very much. You you can compare and contrast uh, the actual main writer Kobayashi's later works, like O is just to name off the top of my head, where a lot 
my dad yelling at my cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, what was I saying? Uh, you can kind of compare her other works where she does a lot of the same thing where like, Oh, is, you know, she doesn't front load everything about the, the, the greed or anything like that immediately. So you have time to be like, they, they introduce stuff, but they don't just immediately explain it to you. So you're left, you know, you're left to piece together the mystery yourself before they actually explain it. And then Ryuki does that a lot as well. And I think in no way also contributes to it because he's also really good at that too. Oh um, yeah. It's then this, this is like, this was right before, obviously this was right before Fies when in no way was kind of, left to his own devices to make his own show and he started just going completely fucking bonkers it's um, so weird isn't it to like watch agito then ryuki and then five and like just to see them the transformation from competent in to from that shit grandpa you go from the man who wrote Jetman to the man who wrote uh hakaider <laughs> <laughs> But with less oh, that's just, I keep, Dude, I legitimately keep forgetting he wrote that movie. How do you forget he wrote that I movie? I don't know. But, like, every once in a while, I just kind of, like, it pops into my head like a weird memory. It's like, oh, right, he wrote that. Can, can we watch that <laughs> again? Maybe someday. I, dude, I showed, I, I've seen that with my buddies, like, four times already. I need to rewatch it. Show my, show like my friends. Um, this is the batshit stuff I get into every now and then. And this is one of the batshittiest. So, going from Ren, again, we'll, we'll talk more about, more, more details about these guys as we go along, because that's just the way the show is. So, going from Ren to, <laughs> honestly, one of my favorites, fucking Zolda, who's just a complete fucking douche. But he's a likable douche. He's the biggest prick ever, even considering that the show has multiple serial killers in it, and it's <laughs> the best. He... He is the stereotypical douchebag sleazy lawyer, and he is like he is cranked that cranked up to eleven, and he is so fantastic. In the I love it too because Go on, because yeah. his introduction, uh, which is him being chased by a bunch of guys who want to beat him up because you know obviously he's a lawyer dealing with a case you know some shady criminal guy. And, you know, he starts going on this tangent about how it's like, yeah, they wanted me to uh, get the guy off and they started bribing me with money and all this shit. And you think it's going to be like, oh, I, you know, I turned them down because of, you know, justice. And I, you know, solved the case and got the guy arrested. And he's like, no, actually, I just spent all their money and that actually got the guy. Uh, I, I, I got the guy a, a innocent <laughs> verdict. I got him off. He, he did it all. I just I just took all their fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, see, it's so funny because, like, usually... This is the guy I would fucking hate in the show. Like, oh god, this really? But no, I, I don't know if it's up. To, it's if it's Inoue or the or the other writer. Uh, what's her, Kobayashi? Kobayashi, yeah. I don't know if it's just because of her or him, but they toe the line so fucking well <laughs> with complete irredeemable fuck. And wow, I actually really like this guy. Well, he has a motivation for fighting because we find out throughout this. Of course, we find out throughout this like later. But we find out throughout the series that he has a terminal illness. Now, I I actually did look that up to try to see like his symptoms of coughing blood and losing his vision. I can't get a definitive answer, so let's just call it a. Uh, in unnameable terminal illness, he's basically fighting because he wants to live for the rest of his life, which. 
it, well, I don't. I don't think they would. I don't think they usually really. I mean, unless it's like an actual adult J drama, they don't usually no. name the, the. I figured it was just cancer, illness. but that's I, probably what really it would specify. Um, I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense. And it may, you know, it, it's a reasonable motive. You know, I'm a sleazy rich douchebag. I want to continue being a sleazy rich douchebag, and I'll kill all these people so I can continue doing it for the rest of my life. But over time, yeah, it's a reasonable motive. Sorry, Jay, go on, go on. It's a reasonable motive, and it makes you, uh, you know, it makes you not necessarily sympathize with him, but it makes you, uh, you, you, you get invested with him. Where he's just kind of this asshole, and he has a reason to be an asshole because one, because he's just an asshole, but he's doing all this stuff because he doesn't want to die, and it's a reasonable motive. But at the same time, he's just so unrepentantly, unapologetically awful all the time that it's it, it still makes you root for him. It's he's he's basically like the lawyer from Breaking Bad if he had superpowers. <laughs> oh, better call Saul. <laughs> exactly. He is, he See, is it's funny because like, you, you say it like that and like, it, it's true because every single time he was on screen, I was like, I, 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 I'm, I, like, I like this guy. What is I he shouldn't do like this guy. <laughs> but I like him. Yeah. Also, of course, he also has one of my favorite moments in the entire thing where he's about to kiss some chick, and then he's like, uh, I'm out. Granted, in context, it makes sense. Yeah, but we'll get, it makes bit. for a very good video clip. I love that <laughs> bit, too, because he even does he does the pose and everything, but he does it like really quietly, too. It's just he like whispers <laughs> henshin's like, wow, dude, fucking, that's beautiful. My favorite is when that same person that he's trying to kiss, he comes back, he's about to do it. And he's right about to go for the lips, but then he goes right to her forehead, and I'm like, oh, God, you douchebag. But over the course of the series, he gets more sympathetic. He does become a little more concerned about others. And that comes into a very a very interesting theme. Because, and again, I wrote notes about this. So when I was watching this show, a very big theme came out to me where – Writers who eventually started changing lived a lot longer than the ones who didn't. Yeah. Like, Tiger, complete douchebag, died. Emperor, complete douchebag, towards the end, not really, but still, I mean, died. He, was, he wasn't like a Sis, douche, he, well, was just, you know what uh, I mean. he was just greedy and kept changing sides because he was like, yeah. oh, you guys, can, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, I don't really have a motive, I just want to be like this. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get to Emperor <clears throat> when we get to Or Scissors. Or Scissors. Scissors, who was a serial killer as well, and... What ha, but is, see, the, is still the, the shortest, the shortest living writer in any series, not counting movie characters. See, it's because that's the thing. Like, and I'm not even saying changing in a neg- in a positive way because Raya died as well, extremely fast, but he didn't change at all, negative or positive. Like this show, like it, it was weird because like it it kind of made it seem like those who are unwilling to change we're going to die right away because they can't adapt. And I'm just like, that really started popping out to me when Tiger died. And I'm just like, huh, that's kind of interesting when you think about it. Because, like, yeah, you can say Emperor and Tiger might have had a change of heart towards the end. But by that point, it was already too late. So who, it doesn't really matter. So, but, like, it's like going from Zolda to <laughs> the next guy. Wait, wait, but before we... Everybody Wait, wait, wait. AJ, AJ, before we go on to the next guy... Can I, can I, because this is from Zolda's part, can I just talk about the true MVP of this show? 
Yes. Who? Goro. Oh my god, I love Goro. He's great. Goro is such an MVP of this show. That guy, he fights, he cooks, and he's loyal to a fault. And he, and then there are things where it's like he says, he says the weirdest things, like you whistle really well, and you just want to, <laughs> you just want to hug the guy and just be like, I like you. I'm that, still that very much still shocked they because didn't make him a that, writer. That. Well, they kind of did at the very end there. Well, yeah, but he's, you know, he's also he's also the new Zolda in the uh, the Rider Time yep. special. But other than that, that is yeah, true. He never really, well, he became a writer later in Kabuto, uh, and then <laughs> that, that again, I don't. Which I rider was he, really he again? Count as, he was he was one of the many Zabis. Oh. Um, he was also the uh, the fruit shop guy in Gaim too, who also is surprisingly not a writer. Uh, Maybe to, to be fair, th- this guy has a knack for playing people who should, who might be writers but never become writers. Wait, the first shop guy. Are we talking about the guy who takes Kota on as one of his employees, but says, "Oh, I know you're a writer, so you can leave whenever you want." Yeah. Holy Bono, shit! Yes. I didn't know that. Wait, that's right, because I watched Gaim before I watched Ryuki. So. Actually, actually, can can before anything, can I just say one thing? What? Just one thing. What? You're a butcher. You're a fucking hack. <laughs> Fuck you. It no, you, seriously. It, it seriously. I, after watching make... this show, after 10 years, after watching this show, after 10 fucking years, anybody who comes up to me, you can go shove it up your fucking ass. It is such a fucking blatant ripoff of Ryuki <laughs> that it is it is unapologetic <laughs> at some point. Ur- Uruguchi is, Fuck probably, you. is probably the only person I can think of who ripped off the same show twice. Because he, he rips he ripped off Ryuki <laughs> for Madoka, and then he ripped off Madoka again to make Gaim, which was also. And each time he did it worse. <laughs> and each time he did it worse. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just even, saying this right now. Like, Anybody out there who has any doubt that this is a ripoff, that Gaim is a ripoff of Ryuki, watch Ryuki. There are so many parallels between the two that I'm just like. It's not even funny. Especially the second it's, it's not funny. even a surprise because Butcher has said before that Ryuki is his favorite common writer. So, boy, uh, I'm not is about to be a remake of Black. I like time. It's too dark. Okay, okay, Tumblr. <laughs> Anyways, as we were saying... <laughs> Yes, Goro is the best of this show. I fucking love him. He is awesome. I love it, too, because they, they when they introduce him, they have him be like setting him up as being Zolda because they introduce Zolda in the same episode. And he's like, he's being around. He's being sneaking serious. It looks like he's trying to kill Asakura. And it's like, no, he's just he's just his manservant, basically. He just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to say the same thing. He's got a manservant. He basically <laughs> is. You remember the episode? He's where uh, Shinji is, uh, is helping one of his 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 coworkers, who we'll talk about later, because uh, she thinks that he she's being stalked, and then we should find out it's fucking Goro. It's like, what did you tell me? It's like you never asked. <laughs> See, it's 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 even funnier when you mention when they introduce him, because he does a fucking writer pose every time he was about to fight, and it's like, oh. how is this guy not a writer? Honestly. I expected him to be one after a while. I'm like, okay, he has to actually be one because <laughs> there's no way you have a guy this badass and not happen. But then again, this is pre-decade writer. This is pre-decade writer where you know not everybody gets a fucking belt. 
as a oh, fucking yeah, if consolation this was made prize. Nowadays, they definitely would have made him a writer. Oh, yeah. oh fuck! You know what? You're right. he. He'd be one of the many fifty writers in Saber. <laughs> uh, you know, I joke about that, but give it a minute. We'll have like twenty by the end of the year. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't even Saber's know what's going on, on because so. because the subgroup that I've been following have not released the subs for episode nineteen yet, and it's been a week. Oh, they probably gave up on it too. I mean, Saber's, Saber's on like what? How many episodes now? And there's already eight of them. Nineteen and twenty Jesus for today. Christ. Jesus Christ! They're, they're, they're about to be they're about to be Q Ranger for the most amount of of uh, concurrent heroes. But anyways, so now that we talked about but, Thor, but sp- speaking of that, real quick, that's that's one of the things that's surprising about this show compared to even later shows, where mm-hmm. even though they have an, a huge fuckload of characters, they don't drop them all they they steadily introduce them over the course of the show each of them has their own arc and they build up their arc and right when their arc kind of gets concluded that's when they introduce a new one and they don't yeah. keep it like they I don't agree. overload that's a good you one. like there's 13 of them and at most the only time there's any more than like three or four was when guy died and that's when the show had the most writers at six at a time I forgot Guy existed. <laughs> Everybody forgot he existed. He's so fucking lame. Nobody talks Looks, about. Nobody fucking talks about him. Oh, I'll about, talk about him when we get again, to no, him. See, nobody, nobody talks about Tiger or Emperor or basically half the other writers in this show, anyways. So <laughs> because they suck. Um, they do suck. <laughs> no, but see, you're Raya's right about that right. because. No, but see, you're right about that because every single time that they're. Because at least in this show, you know, everybody, and maybe, maybe someone will disagree with me, but people will usually say, oh, it's the Ren show. But if anything, I would say technically all of them are the main character in this show. Because they all get not equal amounts. Obviously, there is people who are more of the protagonist than others. Exactly. But they do get a good amount of screen time each, and they all feel just as important. I don't feel like Shinji overshadows Oja, and I don't feel like Zolda overshadows Ren. They all feel equally important. Oh, yeah. Which is surprising, because I thought maybe at least one of them would just be thrown out the fucking way. I mean, kind of guy, but again, nobody gives a shit about guy. We'll get to him when we get to him. Well, actually, Jay, they changed his name. Now he's just gay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I hate you. Oh, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember that. Oh, dude. I, I still can't believe they did that. Episode one, and I was waiting for this. I, I actually wrote this. T- <laughs> uh, I, I have been waiting that. 50 fucking episodes for this. I still um, remember when they did that. It was, I, I still remember watching that part. I was like, wait, what? Where's it going? You know what the funniest Bra- part is? You know bravo, funniest part in is? Bravo. You, you know what the funniest part is? I don't remember who he was gay with. I just remember it was guy. Ryan. It's Raya. It was Raya. Wait, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, dude, that fucking, that, that Rider Time special is such a fucking mess. Dude, again, um, do I do I need to bring out the written by Toshiki Inoue label again? I'm putting that in the fucking thumbnail. <laughs> you might as well. Um, so, so going on from Zelda to my, honestly one of my favorites, even though he shouldn't be, Oja. 
Oja is because he's a fucking madman. That's what's so appealing what? about him. He is li- <laughs> literally at the point of the show where he was brought in. He was. This was when Shinji was just about to start making people start uh, working together, and fucking Kanzaki Shiro throws in the wild card, bringing in. Oh, so you're not gonna fight? Well, I'm gonna bring in a person who does want to fight and has no exactly. morals, and that's Oja. <laughs> Oja has. Wait, wait Asakura. He knows what he's doing. He relishes his what in what he's doing, and in fact, he's got one of the and he compliments it with one of the best rider suits in the entire show, hands down, one of the best suits. See, mm. it's weird because like <laughs> you you basically hit the nail on the head. He, he not only, I mean, it not just in the story sense, but in a pacing sense, he came in at the perfect time because. Right at the time he came in, I felt myself getting like, uh, can we can we pick it up here, guys? Come on. And right then and there, Oja comes in. It's like, okay, shit's about to go down. <laughs> and it did go down because his first fucking fight, he killed the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cold fucking blood. <laughs> I love Oja, dude. He's great. He's so good. He's and so good. And it's his actor. His actor, like, really fully commits to what his he actor does. his actor man, looks man, fucking I, evil. The, the the best thing that I can say about Oja's actor is that it makes me want to watch Changerion now because I oh, I just want to see more I just want to see more of him. He's just so good. I I mean I I mentioned in the server he's basically he's basically what Majima could be because he he just feels like Majima at some point. I, mean, I don't think they, they, I don't think it's just the skin the snake skin jacket though. Exactly, yeah. I mean the, the snake skin jacket definitely helps. But and, he just looks like an evil fuck. And he is. And and the thing I like is that they never try to like tone him down or explain. No. They, the closest they get is the one episode with the girl on the boat where he's like, "Yeah, I was using her as a hostage and that's why I was trying to keep the monsters from eating her." And they they leave it vague whether he's telling the truth or not because he's like he's watching over the whole time she's in the hospital, but again, he's still just doing that because he doesn't want the monsters to eat her because he's using her as bait. Exactly. Basically. But and that's the thing is that they never try to like explain him either. Like they kind of do where it's like Oh well, you saved your brother from a fire, and you know there was this and that, and you know you you've kind of been wandering and all that. And he's like, I just tried to kill you myself, uh, and, and they, then he does kill vague. him. I mean, he does, but they they still leave it vague whether or not he's he's telling the truth or not. Too they they never outright you know they're never outright outright like this is why I'm doing this. This is my motive. This is my explanation. You know they leave it vague, and that's really nice too. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit. And you, you maybe you have to squint your eyes a bit to see it, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, where you don't really know why he's doing it, but he, but you also feel like he's telling the truth when he says, "I just want to, I just like doing it." You know, exactly. I can see that. You don't, you get just enough of his motive to actually understand why he's doing this, but they never try to explain him. They never, tr- they never yeah. outright tell you this is what it is. They, they never justify you... him like they do Zolda. Exactly. 
Like, Zolda has an excuse because he's, well, again, he's just a shithead, but he's dying. He, Oja just wants to watch the world burn, basically. <laughs> basically. And he's one of the greatest characters because of it. He really, and he's, no wonder he came back to beat the shit out of XA. <laughs> he's also... Oh, my God. The, I, there's I also, love that special so much. And I, a, lot of our fa- a lot of our fans will know this because I, me- I mentioned it, and then I've... I think it was either Jay or AJ who put the screenshot of up, uh, up of it in the spoilers. There's a scene where it's right after Oja just defeated Guy, and you have Ryuki and Oja, Shinji and Asakura looking at each other, and their contract monsters are just, like, facing each other. They're basically the exact antithesis to each other, and I love that, but I wish they'd gone more into that. I mean, <clears throat> it's kind of weird because you think they would... But towards the end, Asakura kind of becomes Zolda's rival, if anything. They become... Well, I, I guess it kind of makes sense in, in they, some they, sort of that's way. That's weird because they kind of introduce him as being Zolda's rival, where he was his former client that he got sent to jail, and then Asakura just wants to kill him because of that. So, you know, it makes sense there. And But they kind of try to set him up as being, like, everybody's rival. He's just this zany wild card. He's kind of Riki's rival because he's, again, like Phil said, he's his opposite. But they never really go any real far in one direction. And it's fine as it is, but I can kind of understand where, yeah, if they went heavily more in certain directions, I think it would have made more sense. Of course, but, yes. <clears throat> um <clears throat> I guess now it's we go into what's called the lightning round, as in we talk about writers that don't really give, that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So first off, we got Raya. He died. But he, Raya, he, he was he, uh, he was the only other one that wanted to stop the fighting, and he had a reason for it. Yes, but see, and here's the thing, and I mentioned this again earlier. He's another perfect example of. He was unwilling to really bend any type of morals or bend any type of his ideals, so he died for it. So it's, it's like, and that, and that kind of goes back again to the whole thing of like the ones who were the most unwilling to change were the ones who had the shorter lifespan. So well, Raya I mean, was the, one of them. With the exception of Oja, but I mean, even then, he kind of changes somewhat over the end, uh, the course of the series. Exa- that's what I'm saying, the most unwilling to change. Because I, I don't think Oja was unwilling to change. It's just. That's just the way he was. Why is it when I say Oja now, I think of the Ojama archetype? I don't know. From from fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! I wouldn't wouldn't call Raya useless. He definitely has a pretty hefty impact on the plot where, again, he he definitely helps Shinji lead more into the let's try to get everybody to stop fighting arc. But, again, he's also somewhat unwilling to change, and he's more willing to fight more than Shinji is. And... (laughs) But also, he's he's kind of the one who uncovers the the plot first, more or less. Is he's kind of oh, the yeah. first one to figure oh, yeah. out who figures out what the deal with Eri is and what the deal with uh, Kazami is and all that. Uh, the, Kanzaki, the real secret of Kanzaki, whatever. I I keep fucking I keep fucking getting Kanzaki Shiro mixed up up with Kazami Shiro, who is Common Rider V three because they have very similar <laughs> names. AJ, I mean off. Jay, trust me, I did the same thing. I kept for, I kept forgetting a lot. I kept mixing up a lot of the characters' names in this show. I mean, shit. He oh. Raya was the first one to get the survive card. Mm-hmm. Technically, yes. He never There's got even to use concept. it. He... There's concept art of his like, of his survive form and what would have happened to Evil Diver. His uh, his his contract monster would have been renamed Exo Diver. But I I like Raya's survive form. I just I don't know how practical it would have been in the show, but it it looks fucking awesome. To, to be fair, 
I'm glad he never used it. I'm glad because it kind of would have been a waste. Yeah. I uh, then again, I, that's one of the things also that I like about the show is that there's there's a lot more like concept art forums that actually exist. Like uh, they talk about how Raya became a writer because his friend couldn't become a writer and he died because of it. And like there's concept art of what happened if he actually became a writer and his name is Common Writer Blade, coincidentally. Um, <laughs> And, like, Oja has a survive form, and a bunch of other characters have survive forms. I mean, well, everybody except, uh... Well, Abyss. Okay, well, there's a... Yeah, well, Abyss doesn't count, because he's not real. Um, well, a, by third, by Rider Time, by the Rider Time special... Well, nobody is. cares about Rider Time right now. There, There is, of course, the uh, the infamous Photoshop of Zolda Survive, which is... <laughs> this is default form painted gold, and uh, Magna Garda is a fucking tank now. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, You're implying and he, he wasn't a tank already? Well, I mean, like a literal, like he had literally has a he's a tank Dude, body I would, with like a. I literally told head. AJ this, and I probably said this years ago when I when I first watched Ryuki. I thought that Mag uh, that Magna Ginga was basically a fucking mech suit for Zolda, and then when I find out, oh crap, it's just a really really extra large attachment for the front of his gun. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Man, you know what the worst part is? That there's a guy inside that suit because it moves around and everything. Like, it doesn't walk, but it, like, it's clearly moving around like there's a guy in there. I would <laughs> fucking hate to wear that suit. Oh my god. Anyway. It's pr it probably looks it's probably as heavy as the chain. Oh, yeah. suits. Speaking of, uh, of joke survive forms, the character we didn't even talk about, Scissors, uh, he had a joke survive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he his his joke survive form, which he just he just becomes Big Zam. Also, uh, also <laughs> my favorite thing too is that they have a uh, they have another monster on the screen that has uh, his contract beast becomes, and it's just a fucking uh, one of the Predacons from Beast Wars. I don't know which one, but they just they inserted that on there. I love old joke shit like that, where it's like here's just a Photoshop of something that could exist. It's like. It's 2001, 2002. You could have fucking believed that because the internet was so basically barren and computer. <laughs> he becomes like a shit. giant enemy you, crab. You what wouldn't a, be able what to about Velika? Like shit because it. <laughs> no, Fariki! Yes. Fuck it! Not Velika! Fariki! Fuck! Yes, ex exactly my point. is like you could do shit like that because you know, had barely 800 by 600 resolution. So, I mean, for all you know, it's real. Whatever. I mean, I'm pretty sure that pixel is something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, to be to be fair, the only other person I expected to get a survive form, which is surprising they didn't in the end, was Oja. Honestly, because he kind of feels like you would have gotten one. Though, again, I understand why they didn't, because it would kind of muddle the. Yeah, yeah, know. it would it would start to to ruin the pacing a bit because he's already like this super overpowered wild card. Exactly. That being said, he he does have a survive form. It's just it wasn't in the show. Um, hang on. One but second. it's a me... nice looking survive form. Yeah, let me uh let me let me post the picture because it is uh it is sweet. I, I think I've seen it before though. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I actually really nice. do like it. I wish they'd make a sick figure of that. I would buy it. That, that is, is a that sick is figure. One. It's not a. It's one of those ones they made for the, like, their stories, but they didn't actually release, which is annoying. Oh, come on! I mean, that's just that's I see in general. That Raya is... Raya's got a figure though, but not not Oja's though. You, yeah, you can Raya, buy Raya's, not his. Raya's is expensive though, like around a hundred fifty bucks. I've seen. I mean, that's just S I C. That's uh, no, so... it's not S I C. It's something. It's something else. It's technically S I C. 
So, right. anyways, so going on to the next one, guy. And now we go on to Tiger. Wait, can, wait, 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 wait. No, can, not can, I, can, I, can I just say, can I just say something? Okay. What? I don't know how many people know this from our past. Past people will probably know when we talked about our favorite and most hated writers. Guy is one, I uh, is my most hated writer in any writer series. And you want to know why? Because that stupid fucking grin. Than you? No. Because, <laughs> because ah. he's... He gets uh, – he's sociopathic. He likes to think that, oh, I can use people as puppets. He gets the Ore Journal crew involved in his fucking schemes. Yes, he actually will threat. He will actually threaten people's lo- – he threatens Shinji's life with his card just because, hey, I have it. I can do it. I'm a rich fucking prick, <laughs> that, and I can do what I want. And he gets I Shinji's I mean, that's kind of his involved. point. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't get the fucking Ore Journal crew involved because they're not in the rider battle. So keep them so? out of it. And it's just that smugness he, he has. But, 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 Phil, again, so what? I still... This is the war. It's because... Okay, see, I love Oja because Oja goes fucking nuts and he sticks with it. And because he already is a fucking psychopath. Yeah, but, but, but that's Frick, the thing. Freaking guy... Oja is, a, Oja is a psychopath. But Guy is a sociopath. Guy is he, nothing more he, than a, all, all, is a sociopathic he, rich boy brat. That's what he is. Yes, and that's his point. And I hate him. You're for supposed that. to. You're supposed to hate him because he is, he he is basically the what Oja would be if Oja actually thought about his actions. Again, that's his point. I still hate. That's him. why you're supposed. That's why you're supposed to be happy when Oja kicks the living shit out of him. Oh, I was. Exactly. I was very happy when he kicked. the Like living everybody shit. was happy when he died because he was just the dick. I I, I, I kind of like. I kind of like the the chess master thing that he kind of does, where he's like he's trying to pit everybody against him and he's trying to manipulate everybody, but he's just not smart enough to actually follow through on any of it. So he ends up getting fucked over by the end. It's, I like that it's great. part. Like that's the fun part of it. But then he just he just gets screwed over because he's just not smart enough. Well. Also, it's I not love, just that, it's also the he... fact that he didn't expect a literal fucking psychopath to come exactly. after him. Exactly. You, you don't expect a man using you as a meat shield and then stabbing your corpse. <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? He, um, he is the guard vamp. Oh, oh, oh. Good one. Uh, so, so, so now um, let's go to Tiger. Yeah. Meh. Well, actually, should we, just Ti- get, should we just get scissors out of the way first? What we the fuck did. is there even to talk about scissors? Scissors He's, came in, he looked like Kikes and died. He, oh my god, he looks so so much like him. It it bothers me. It is Dude, it, I thought it was him. Wait, the actor or the I suit? thought it was No, the actor. The, the actor. The actor looks like him, only he's taller. <laughs> exactly. He he's Murakami if he's not a manlet. <laughs> which is saying something because they're both manlets. You mean like you mean like Shinji? Yes. <laughs> Shinji is a fucking manlet. <laughs> I mean, he's they're Asian. Tiny. That's just normal. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, scissors. What was I say? He he died. He Million dies. burgers. He's, he, I don't know. Oh, uh, you, you know what? I would have rather had I would have rather had burgers. I'm still I'm still looking for a reupload of that YouTube poop. It is I am too. Insane. I I'm I'm hoping somebody out there fucking does it because I want to feel like a million burgers. Exactly. Um, what are you talking Scissor- about? Don't Scissors worry about is it. such a fucking joke. I don't I don't know how he's become like weirdly like popular. Like he fucking of all fucking writers, he got one of those fucking stupid ride watches 
out of any fucking character, he got one. That says a lot about how much of a meme he is. I think it's because he's just that pathetic. <laughs> Wait, Scissors just... actually got a ride watch? Yes, he did. He, oh, my they, God. They, they, they put him as a choice in a fan poll, and he won. <laughs> I fucking... It's because... I, I, I think it's because Japan just finds extreme irony hilarious. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> also, that reminds me of a uh, a net movie for one of the uh, the later movies where they make a joke about how nobody ever sees his uh, finisher move, and then they they like he uses finisher move, and then everybody's just lying on the floor in pain, and then you don't actually even see it. It's great. Actually, actually what was actually what is it? It's because uh, they, they have I, it in. I one know of the what games. it is. I know what it is. It's basically he go. Wait, he jumps up. He jumps into volcan. Wait, volcancer. His monster's arms. The ar- The monster flings him into the air and then he drops. I think. I don't know. That's lame as fuck. Hey, <laughs> but Verde, I guess it's, I mean it's scissors. Sucks. I mean it's scissors. This <laughs> is <laughs> scissors. This is like expe- this is like expecting Gilbert to win the championship. Um, <laughs> basically. So, who is next? Tiger. Uh, Emperor. Emperor. Yeah, let's get Emperor. Tiger was technically first. Oh, okay, Tiger. Tiger. uh... What an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, what a dick. Look, you you summed it up perfectly. He's worse than Valkyrie. He makes Valkyrie look consistent. He makes Big Show look consistent. Here's the thing. I'd rather with have Tiger. Big Show on my team. I would. <laughs> Who, who's Big Show? He, he's a wrestler. Oh, but okay. So here's the thing with Tiger. All throughout his entire time on the show, he wants nothing more than to be a hero. He keeps thinking, and on this dilute, on this deranged version of what Alternate Zero has told him, that a hero must sacrifice. must make sacrifices in order to be able to survive. The thing is, he doesn't get that. It's not sacrificing other people. Although that does happen at times, it's more sacrificing yourself for the benefit of others. That's what a hero does. A hero does not choose or do things because they make it happen. No, it happens because they. It's because that little faucet of courage turns on, and they jump into battle and they don't think about it. That's what courage and, and being a hero is. He is not a hero, he, and I don't even call him neutral. I call I mean, him a fucking anti-villain. Yeah, but that's anti-villain. the thing. That, but see, that's the thing. That's the point. He's supposed to be a direct contrast to Shinji, who is an actual hero. Like, the the whole point of him is to be is to try and make it seem like, well, at least to Shinji, like Shinji isn't the actual hero because Shinji isn't sacrificing himself. Like, th- I think it, the the one scene that sums it up perfectly is when the doctor's like, you ha- you can save ten people on the right or one person on the left. Which one do you choose? Exactly. And it comes back again where it's like, why would I have to choose? I want to fi- I want to save them all. It's, so that, it's that's a reference, the point. It's a reference to the trolley problem that is now a meme of, do you pull the lever and actionably kill one person, or you do you do nothing and kill all of these people? That's, that's kind of what he's referring to there, and it's more of Shinji trying to break fate, trying to break the rules and say, I want to save everybody. You know, and I, I like that idea of him trying to be like, no, screw fate, screw the natural turn of events. I want the way I want it, kind of thing. Which kind of mm. comes up to a to a theme, but we'll get to that as well. <clears throat> yeah. So, speaking speaking of the doctors, very briefly, um, 
we have uh, the bad boy teacher bad from boy. Forza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as <laughs> he's basically, he's like a bootleg writer, essentially. So, so him, he, they set him up where he he <clears throat> figures out what um, Kanzaki Shiro, who was he created the Mirror World and everything. He figures it out basically just by accident, and he's like. Well, fuck you. I'm going to destroy your project because I'm awful and also I'm cool. Uh, they never really give him a reason to actually want to, like, destroy the mirror world. He just he just decides he's going going to do it. Which, I mean, oh, fuck fair. you, Kanzaki. I'm going to make my own writer with blackjack yeah, and hookers. I'm going to make wait, my own writer war wait, that's with that's why yeah. he was doing it? No. no. We don't even know, but that's the thing. That's fine. <laughs> but, see, it's weird because Alternate Zero or Alternative Zero, brings up a very big problem for the show, and it's the powers. Because if this fucker can do it, why doesn't he just make himself as powerful as Odin? Uh, like, because do, do we have a reason why Odin is more powerful than anybody else in this show? Yeah, we do, because well, he has, other the, than the, fact he has the final well, see, uh, survive card. But see, here's the thing. Why can't why can't uh, Bad Boy over there make his own survive card? Because he doesn't know about the survive card. I but mean, he saw it. He saw it with Ren. That's besides I don't the point. think that's besides the point. Yeah, exactly. Besides the point. The reason, the reason, of course, is because then we would have no plot. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm just saying because when you uh, and this again, I know we're jumping. A, I'm jumping the gun a bit here, but like when you give me kind of like a power that is man-made and you have somebody who man who made themselves more power. It's basically giving yourself cheat codes in an, in an online game. Like when you give yourself more power, what's to stop someone else from doing the same thing. If we already saw they were smart enough to copy your powers, you know what I mean? Like it kind of just brings itself to like, eh, you're, 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 you're leaving it a bit of an open-ended thing. There. That, the alternative system isn't that great where it's it doesn't they they also do this thing where the the writers have like a time limit on them but they never really like address it they just they just start disintegrating at some points and be like oh we're out of time we got to leave like yeah like it's another a one of those fighting like, game they the, just the, mention the, it yeah like like it's a fucking fighting game and the uh the round timer ended up so we gotta, we gotta start <laughs> basically pretty much so that's the thing is that they never really like address it. It just kind of exists. That's kind of the problem with a lot of the stuff in this show. Like that's kind of my biggest problem with just like, okay, again, jumping the gun, but the prize that Odin gives us, right? Exactly. So, uh -huh. so here's, here's, here's my thing. Why does Odin need everyone to fight? If he's this powerful and if he gets beaten, <sighs> And that means he gets like if he gets beaten and somebody gets his power, they have all of his powers and they can do whatever they want. So well, they, why they does kind he... of they kind of hint at it in the movie where he's doing it because he wants the strongest person so he can take their life and revive his sister and restart the battle and everything like that. Um, why okay. he doesn't just kill them all himself personally well i exactly. mean obviously he needs them to be more powerful but then that, that kind of defeats the point anyways so um, but like if we're if we're taking it solely just from the show itself like if he is this powerful he literally can just do it himself 
this whole thing just seems kind of pointless. Hmm. Or does he like, or does it need somebody to fight? Like, that's the one thing that just doesn't get explained. And it, not only that, but like, what if somebody like Oja won? Would he? Would because I because I don't think Kanzaki Shido was like he he wasn't a full bad guy. So would he have just like reset the whole thing of like Oja won? Well, technically yes, but that's beside the point. Um, Wait, what? That's kind. Of, well. We'll, we'll get to that when we decide to talk about the book very briefly. Um, oh, okay. That's that's kind of the the thing is that they they explain it just enough where you can understand why he's doing the battle royale shit, but not enough to be like, well, why exactly does he need to do this exactly? Which is what you gotta say in there. Uh, they, they, again, there there's implication that he's basically just fucking with everybody and that he's never actually planning on giving anybody a wish or it's basically all a ruse and that he's just planning to kill them anyways after he gives them their wish or they kind of imply that it's it's all a setup but they never really outright say it and then again when you compare the show and the movie where in the movie they outright say yeah it's a setup then he never actually planned on honoring the wish and then he was just planning on doing rocks fall everybody dies anyways um which then does happen in the show either way. Yeah. But you compare it to the the, the show itself, they, they never really give any like reason why he's doing this. If Again, he technically he's not Odin, but he has the power of Odin, so he could just do whatever the fuck he wanted, but whatever. The funny thing is, in Rider Time, they actually say that that Odin is Kanzaki Shiro. It might be him. I mean, but, they imply it. He, he, he's not actually in it, but... But see, that's the thing. Like, that's that's my biggest problem with the show itself. Is just okay. Like, like I said, like, like I like I mentioned before. Like, if it, if OJ did, does Kanzaki Shiro at least before the episode final, before this, does he expect somebody to wish for the super duper? It's it's kind of the same problem I had. Funny enough, with Dragon Ball Super, where there's this big ass tournament. Where somebody gets one big super duper all powerful wish, but at the end, the 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 guy who was running the tournament said, "Oh yeah, if you didn't wish for the super duper happy ending, I was just gonna kill you all anyways." Like that kind of what's kind of what it comes <laughs> off as. Like, oh yeah, if you didn't wish for the super duper happy ending, I was just gonna kill random. Well, I mean, everybody. That, that's the thing because he's he's clearly trying to influence the riders to have their own mo- uh, motive. He's clearly manipulating them to, like, want their own reason for fighting more and more. Like, uh, like Kiruaka, he keeps, he keeps mentioning over and over again, it's like, how much time do you have left again before you die? You know, huh. you don't have a whole lot of time left. You better, you better hurry up and kill those other guys, buddy, huh? You know? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, yeah. with Oja, he's just like, you know, I know you want to kill people, so, you know, chop, chop, get to it, buddy. Stuff like <laughs> that. But, but they never really give any reason for why he's going to give these guys a wish it, again it just seems kind of again it goes back to what we just said where just enough is explained for you to understand what's trying to go on you can understand the mystery but there's just so very little not explained that it still leaves you questioning yourself and that's fine that's a decent mystery but when the mystery isn't your main focus of the plot it just feels lacking overall exactly. yeah like it, yeah, exactly. Like, if the mystery has no, you know, if it's never solved, then, I mean, what's the point, you know? It, it's like saying, what's in the box? Oh, I don't know. And then you just burn the box. 
well, shit, exactly. I don't, what the fuck, what's the point? <laughs> you know? And and I, I know we skipped over uh, Emperor, but really it's not like he really matters in the Emperor, grand scheme of things. So Emperor shows up, like, right near the end. Just because, oh yeah, we forgot there's supposed to be 13 writers, aren't there? <laughs> I like that. Um, even oh then, yeah, even there was they supposed forgot. to be more. Even then yeah, they forgot. Yeah, but even then they the forget. Writers. They forget three I know, of them. Yeah, but like, it's just funny as well because it's like, oh yeah, there's supposed to be 13 of these guys. Uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of why I kind of like Emperor, even though he's barely in the show, where he's just trying to do it because he just wants to. He doesn't really have a motive. He's just... We, I love it too because he's just like he's just some boring, unfulfilled asshole who's like, yeah, sure, I'll fight dudes, I'll become a superhero, fuck you. Uh, and then turns out that he's he's super duper crazy rich, and he's like, well, I was basically just fighting because I wanted to be happy, and now I'm happy, so fuck you, Kanzaki. And he's <laughs> yeah, like, that's you like can't one of the that. most interesting yeah, that, parts exactly. of the show. It, it it brings in the concept of. Well, they do it with Ren as well, of course, to kind of take it away from him like two episodes later. Exactly. What happens if a writer gets his wish fulfilled before he wins? He still what's has the to point fight? at that point? Like, what's like, yeah, of course, they still need to fight, but like to them, it, it's kind of like this. And it's this weird feeling because we already got to Emperor and Odin. We already talked about him a little bit. It's well, just, it's Odin's not theme. a character, so. Yeah, basically. It's this it's this weird theme and I know you guys no, probably know this too. The entire show has this weird theme of futility where you know if you don't fight you're screwed. But if you do fight you're screwed. If you don't yes. fight you're going to eventually turn into a monster. But if you do fight if you but if you don't like if you do fight you turn into a monster. If you don't fight you're letting these monsters run rampant. So either way you're hurting I mean, people. You, you don't turn into a monster. You get eaten, but that's besides the point. Well, um, but, but you know what I mean like you're letting no, like yeah, if you, I know if, what you, mean. If, you, you get, like if you fight you're going to be like Oja, you know? You'll turn into uh, him eventually. Okay, you didn't mean literally like, then. Okay. Yeah, like like if you if you do if you fight you turn into somebody like Oja who just wants bloodlust. But <laughs> if you don't fight you're letting people like Oja fulfill their bloodlust. Where it's like, and then also you're just letting the mirror monsters run rampant <laughs> anyway. Exactly. So it's like, it's this weird feeling, and it gets and we'll and again we're towards the ending here, it's this weird feeling of like futility where, yeah, congratulations you won, but you killed all these people to get here. Congrats, mm. aren't aren't you a special boy? Like it, it feels so empty. Like I mentioned this in the server that. Towards the ending, there's this weird feeling of just like, wow, this, what the fuck? Like, what's the point? And I, and I like that because really, in, in the end, that's kind of how Shinji saw this. Like, it doesn't seem like there's a point to any of this. Like, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, let's just say that right now. It doesn't, this is not a bad thing because I know this is exactly what they were going for. Where it just feels like, well, this is all futile. If I, if I fight, I get fucked. If I don't fight, I get fucked. Shit. I mean, Shinji basically says it. When I don't want to fight, people want to fight me. When I do want to fight, nobody wants to fight me. So what the exactly. fuck do I do? Exactly. I, I, and I love that about this show because it just feels so empty. Like, it's so weird, but like it just feels empty, but in a good way. It's so weird. Exactly. Um... Did we miss anybody for the characters that mattered? The so in the terms Ori of writers, journal crew. Well, yeah, in terms of writers, no. Um, 
we'll we'll briefly speed through the major side cast aside from Goro, who I already talked about. Uh, there's of course uh, Eri, uh, Kanzaki's sister, who is kind of the main draw of the plot because she's she is essentially the entire reason for the plot, as we find out. No, that's Yui. Eri Eri is uh, is is Ren's girlfriend. Fuck. Fuck, you're right. Okay, sorry, Yui. I kept making that mistake. Um, so she's she's basically the entire reason the show is happening in the first place, where she's the main villain's sister. Um, and again, this is like the last time we had an actually human villain, too, by the way. Uh, oh, wait. Wow, you're right. I'm, I'm actually thinking well, about this. Let me rephrase that. Last human villain who didn't have, like, a monster form or a writer form or anything last second. Again, technically there's Odin, but he doesn't really count because he's not actually Odin. Um, what was I going to say? So so she she shows up in the first episode, and she's already palling around with Ren, and we, we never really ex- we're never really told why she knows Ren already, why she's friends with him. She clearly already knows about the writers, but we, we never get much of their backstory together. Again, we, we find out that she's uh, Kanzaki's sister, and Kanzaki was doing the weird mirror, mirror world experiments, and that's how the writers were created, and that's how Ren's girlfriend got comad, uh, and that's why he became a writer. So you can assume that you know two and two got pieced together there. But but all the, the, the mystery about the mirror world and all the experiment knowledge and stuff like that, she doesn't even really seem aware of until she stumbles on it herself. So it's never really fully explained. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and even and then it's it's like there's there's points in the show where like she, she even she doesn't even really understand it. Yeah, eventually she's just like I this is about me and I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Um <laughs> she just wants everything to fucking stop. She's like, "Guys, exactly. Like I don't know what's going on, but like cut it out. Can you can you cut the bullshit, please? Can you not?" Um yeah, but I I see it's funny cuz like She's kind of a character where I I would see myself not liking, but I didn't really find her annoying. I actually kind of enjoyed her for the most part because she wasn't just like the she wasn't just a caveat. She was an actual character where it's like, yeah, she has a personality. She has some wants. She has some needs, and she's you know. Pers- I mean, she has one of my favorite episodes where, I mean, <laughs> the whole random ass trying to find out who's stealing people marriage episode, which. <laughs> fucking <laughs> what? Fucking in a way again, dude. That those two that two episode arc of like, oh we we got this marriage episode and then we got the one where oh <laughs> he proposed to me by putting an egg on my finger. Exactly. Oh, I love I love that one too because uh, Zolda, Knight, and uh, Ryuki they all team up and they're like, okay. Show of hands. Who wants to team up until this bullshit's over with? And like, all right, cool. And they're still like, it. It basically becomes the Three Stooges, but Common Rider version. It's hysterical. <laughs> I they, love it. They're just wandering around like fucking morons. I it's wanted great. more. I wanted more of that, but I. But too much of that would have been soured. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It was fine but it's, it's per, it was good for when it came in. It, it, yes, it's the it's the obligatory uh, beginning of the first uh, the third act joke episode written by Inoue, which would become commonplace in this franchise. Dark Kitchen. Uh, yes, li- literally. Uh, there's Dark Kitchen. Uh, there's the Taiyaki Master. Uh, there's the one with the fucking girl in 
what show was that again? Was that Deno or I don't remember which, which one No, Kiva. Dickin' of, right? No, I'm not he didn't write Kiva because Kiva, Kiva was that as an entire show. Um, <laughs> I, I no, wait, no, that one was also in Blade. Never mind. Uh, was Dick was? Because I don't think he wrote anything for Deno, did he? No, he didn't. Uh, not that I can think of. Uh, um, maybe, maybe decade. I think. No, <laughs> no. I was thinking. Of, I was trying to think of a show, but it was uh, Blade had two of those different episodes. Is what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Unless okay. I'm. Yeah, no, because there there was the one with uh, the annoying chick who forces uh, uh, Kenzaki to be her girlfriend or whatever, and then uh, there's of course the Taiyaki Master episode. Uh, yeah, but that episode's based as fuck. Exactly, that one's actually good. Besides the point, <laughs> is that it would become the 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 new tra- tradition where you'd have the big final final act beginning where you'd have like with this episode, it's the one where Odin shows up and we get the. The, he resets time, and I like that episode, too, because he, he resets time, and it's basically just a recap episode, but it's not, like, an actual recap episode, because it's it's Shinji going through, like, a, a Groundhog Day loop, basically, where he's like, wait, maybe I could change history this time, and then he, he fails anyways, and I like that element, because too. Because Shinji. Like, exactly. Well, well, well it's, it's not, not just that, just it's because, it's like, Shinji. his, his memories are technical. like, he remembers, but they're fading. Like, exactly. like he remembers enough. He's like, he's like, wait, maybe I can call Ren and tell him not to go to this fight. And then he's like, why did I call again? You know. <laughs> and ironically, like and then, Phil, you say because it's Shinji, but he actually solves the mystery in a very clever exactly. way. Exactly, that's exactly. the thing. He he keeps putting notes all over everywhere that pisses everybody <laughs> off. But it says, remember, gold feathers shoot from the back. I mean. And I, it's a way Shinji. I, it's a believable way that I could see Shinji doing this. And it's, he it's really, he favorite, MacGyvered my, it. Yeah, my favorite way, my favorite time is when uh, during the episode where he got arrested, which is just like a fucking random as hell episode. Anyways, uh, Kitawaka comes in. He's like, "Listen, <laughs> I know you're a common writer. I'm a common writer. This guy, you know, Asakura, you know who he is. I know you know who he is. He's gonna become a writer too. You have to stop him. You have to do this now." And uh, Kitawaka's just like. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but sure. And then he walks okay. out of the room and he's like, yeah, thanks for playing around, long, Gora. I don't know what the fuck he's smoking there. <laughs> Girl, all I know is that all I know is Asakura is going to be a writer, and that's fine by me. Yeah, which is um, weird because they, they don't really acknowledge that, where technically that is now the new timeline where he did, in fact, try to change history, and they never really acknowledge that, which I think is weird. <laughs> I think is a missed opportunity, honestly. I, I thought they were going to do more with that. Like, little things were changed around to the dynamic where it's like, oh, okay, this is kind of weird Cause now. Because, like, like, it happens because Kanzaki gets into a fight with his sister, and he has Odin reset the entire timeline so he can not have a fight with his sister, which is entirely unnecessary, by the way, because he could have just gone back, like, three days and prevented it from happening. Jay, no, Jay, he, ha- he may have made the powers, the he may have made the powers, but he doesn't know how to make them work. He's like, sure. I, I technically my time travel could can do whatever it wants, but I never really learned. I kind of threw out the manual. On yeah. that topic, why the fuck would you make a battle royale where there's a strict time limit and then give somebody a fucking time travel power? That just seems really, really pointless. He's uh, the only one that has the time travel power, so I mean, I it's a the, moot point. Unless somebody, unless fair. somehow somebody got the strange vent card and copied it. 
again, I guess this is why this is why Holy I brought Odin, up the point his, earlier. His OC Donuts deal has it, so that's fine. But see, it's see, still but, weird that it exists at all. See, this is why I brought that up. Brought up the point earlier. If you can do this at any time, why the fuck would you want a huge ass fight? If because your whole cool. point, if your whole point is to keep your sister alive, just keep resetting time. That's all you need to do. Sure, it gets kind of old after a while, but if you want to keep well, her alive, just keep doing that. Well, it's <laughs> funny you say this, that, AJ. But, you know, it, bring, it brings up this good point that you could go back a thousand times and a thousand different ways, and yet they'll st- she'll still die the same way, or she'll die a thousand different ways. Once again, going back to the theme of futility. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. That it's still going to happen. Exactly. Once again, going right back to it. It's kind of interesting. How do we think about it? It, actually, it's funny, because it kind of brought up another point, thanks thanks to Phil saying this, and Jinx to Jay saying this. Did, did did any of you notice this? And and I and I know maybe Jay noticed it, because he was binging at the same time I was. Yeah. That even though, especially with Shinji, they didn't, re- like, sometimes they didn't really feel like fighting. They felt more, almost hostile towards each other every once in a while. Where, like, th- I... I f- Again, this is me. This is me really looking too in, too deep into this, but I I have a feeling that the way the contract monsters work and the way Kanzaki made the powers work, he knew that at some point one of these guys was not gonna want to fight, so he kind of made it where they're going to have some hostility towards each other, even if it's just incremental. They have some hostility towards each other, which is why Ren said at the beginning, writers cannot coexist. I well, always I it it kind of came up around oh god it kind of came up around towards the end where it's like even Shinji started seeing seeming more hostile even not not towards Ren of course but towards everybody else that was not an ally where it's like well, at first he was like oh, I don't I don't want anything to do with this and now it's like he's very obviously okay I don't like you I want to kick your ass you know what I mean it it's it's subtle but it's there. I think that was more with Shinji's case. I think that was more just a overall growing desperation and him just kind of getting exasperated at it continuing. I didn't really notice that out of any of the other characters, honestly. It, I mean, sure, naturally, there's time where they just kind of like, you know what, I feel like fighting somebody, fuck it. But I don't think there was like... I think it was very just uh, spotty. I don't think it was like an actual thing that it was we were meant to assume that that was happening. I kind of get what you're going with, but I I kind of don't see it honestly. I, I think they, it was they, just because like the way the way I was watching, I was just shotgunning it. So yeah. it's like there were times where they just seemed more like unnaturally hostile to each other. Like like not unnaturally, like out of character. Like obviously, Ren is a hostile person to begin with. But there was times where even he seemed like, no, nah, I don't want to kick your ass right now. You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels like that. And I don't know if that's the thing that they that they put in there on purpose. I don't know. I don't think so, personally. Well, you're wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> of so, course I am. Um, um, <laughs> so, uh, I think we said enough about Ari. I like... I- I keep doing it, Yui. Oh, you're um, Yui. Yes, I know. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 the fact that it's three letters. Exactly, um, and also that one of them is actually important and one isn't, but they keep saying their names all the time. Uh, 
So we, I think we said a lot about her, where I like her arc, where she kind of, again, we find out that this entire thing is about her. She's alive, but not really, and he's doing it because he wants her to be alive, and it's like, I, I like that as an idea, and even she's just like, I don't want this shit. What the fuck are you doing? Just let me die. God damn it. Uh, oh, hi, wizard. Exactly. <laughs> but see, it's fine. Oh, God. It's fine here because it's the wizard. villain doing it and not the heroes. Even though the heroes are kind of like, well, yeah, I don't want her to die as well because, uh, again, that was the whole plot of the uh, the alternative is, is that if we just kill her, kill her right here and now... Well, that's it. You know, this is over. We, there's no reason to finish the game because the the prize is over. It's been destroyed. There's no more prize. I and I like that idea, and that's kind of where the uh, do you kill one person to save the whole world, or do you do nothing and let millions of people die? And I like. I really like that element to the plot, and it's interesting. But they don't really elaborate it on too much after the. Uh, the alternative is get the bite the dust. I mean, you, I, I, I do like the idea because like, and see, I get it because like Shinji is supposed to be the the big. Hit. I have a feeling that they that they almost made it that way on purpose, where you're almost supposed to not want to root for Shinji because you're like, as logically, you're like, well, she's dying anyways, just kill her. You save well, everybody. Of course, we we don't find out that until like right near the end, anyways. But true, but I, but I'm saying this in the in the terms of hindsight, where it's like you're you're at like episode forty nine, and you're just like, well, she's gonna die. You could have just killed her and saved all of. I, I think it's I think it's a point where like you're thinking to yourself like, eh, you probably should have just done I'm, it in the end. I'm sure where if this is somebody that you had known for an entire year. Even if you know that this would solve everything, you're not going to want to do it. Which again was kind Sorry, of. Sorry, Phil. Kind of turn the, around and just uh, count the rabbits. Yeah, that, this, that, <laughs> was, that was kind of the whole the whole point of Shinji's uh, conflict with the alternatives. Is that, like, okay, yes, doing this would save the world, but either way, she is still like a real person. She is still my friend. I don't want to do it, no matter how much it's going to solve everything. And that's kind of the, yeah. the dilemma there. And I liked that. Um. And then, of course, she, she even she's just like, listen, just fucking kill me at this point because I, I'm sick of this dumb fucking Highlander bullshit. I wanted to end too. Just kill me or do whatever. And I liked that. I liked that. Like the acceptance of just the inevitability of her death, anyways. And it's it's really it's really interesting, and uh, her actor really does it well. Oh, excuse me. No, but yeah, like I I, I and I do like that. I, again, I like I like that theme of like, because towards the end, it's like you said, she was like, oh, "Just dude, I'm gonna die, just do it, fuck it, just let if me gonna die." Stop, if it's gonna peace. if it's gonna stop this, just let me fucking die. Exactly. I I mean, dude, she was about to fucking jump off a of belt. I mean, yeah, she she tries to kill herself like at least three different times after she finds out. She does it in the movie too. A, a little dramatic, sure, but you know, it's a little over dramatic. <laughs> but okay, it does the job well. Look, look, lady, if you want to kill yourself, I mean, it, it's it's down the street. Okay, you don't need to jump off. You don't need to jump off a fucking building. There's people working down there. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I mean, it was fine. That was in the mirror world, so nobody's gonna get. Oh hurt. wait, what? That was in the mirror world, so nobody only could, the mirror people oh, were gonna get hurt. Could, and they're all could evil, you imagine? Because so. like, like there's like a mirror down there. It's like a fucking portal gun. <laughs> 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 That'd be the funniest shit. 
God, imagine <laughs> imagine being there in the real world, just kind of like idly looking in the window, and you just see somebody hit the ground, and you turn around, and there's nobody there. That would fuck you up for life, dude. That'd be hilarious, dude. Or like, or like, like there's like a there's like a mirror on the ground, and she falls down, she falls back up, and like you're and just seeing this chick like twenty feet in the air go right back into the mirror, and you're just like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> So like you move uh, them and like like you move the mirror like just like to lean on the fucking wall. She comes back through the mirror and she gets hit by a fucking car. Oh, I don't know why I'm thinking this, but like now I'm just like thinking of like different <laughs> wacky ways for her to die. Uh, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut my arm off with this piece of glass. It's just like her arm just goes into the and mirror. And her arm world. just Fuck. goes into the mirror world. Honestly, I I wish they kind of. I, this would have been really kind of fucked up, even for this show. I, I wish they kind of did like a montage of her trying to kill herself, and it's just like mirror monsters just keep showing up. So, so it's like Happy Death Day too. Yeah, <laughs> she, just, she just killed, tried to kill herself in wacky different ways. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like, and at every turn, the monster just brings her back into the mirror world somehow. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, dude, you know, you know what's kind of weird. I I thought someone was gonna do this because again I haven't seen this in over a decade, but I I swear, why didn't nobody use the reflection of someone's eye? At one point. That actually would have been interesting. It would have been it, it would have been weird, yes, but like that kind of I'm like yo that that's that would have been an interesting thing. It's like it's a reflection, obviously. So. Uh, I mean, I, that I guess is it a been good too question. I I think it's more of an issue of practicality where. Actually, filming that would not have worked at all. Um, granted, there's no reason why it wouldn't have worked, but I think that would have been an inter- interesting, like, uh, sight element. I mean, or, dude, they, they they did a lot of interesting, weird camera cuts in this show. Oh yes, yes, legitimately, the cinematography in this show is really experimental and really cool. The fact that there was only one single time I ever saw a camera person in the f- reflection, and that was a reflection of somebody's suit, it is astounding. Right, and, and see, I mean, hey, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe that camera person's in the mirror world. Ooh. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I will. I will say I this: mean, mirror, mirror people. I will. I will say this. Um, I will say this. There, I do like the semi sloppiness of this show, and I know, I know, Jay, you have an eye for this. Oh my god! There yes. was times where like. You could see someone in the scene that was not supposed to be there, or there's a suit somewhere off in the distance, but it's not. Oh, it's like, jeans, are, man! Like, why or are it's, you it's there? Like, like, you you can see where they they fucked up the compositing of the green screen, or uh, yeah, you can see like this is they fucking reuse uh, Night Survives motorcycle transformation every single fucking time. It is just they just reinsert the shot on the green screen. And it's it's so noticeably the same exact shot. It it's almost laughable, and they do it they do it too with uh, Ryuki's where where he does the the finishing move, and at one point they just use the same footage from the last episode because the background changes and everything, and like the, the size and like the, the the sizing and the the compositing is all wrong and just there's a lot there's a lot of. The effects are really great, but there's also just like a sloppiness to it as well. That is just it's it's so noticeable at points. It's almost- one of my favorites is um, and I, I think I posted this where it's like it's the kid who wants to be a common writer. He oh runs out after stealing Shinji's deck and you can s- clearly see Shinji is not running after him in the hallway. 
but they fucked up and they didn't film the hallway out of the out of the screen. So you see him on his mark, and then he just starts <laughs> running and yelling out of nowhere. It's like, uh-huh. what the fuck? It's and hilarious. There's, there's just enough of those flubs where it makes the effects. It also it almost honestly makes the effects that much greater where. You can still. This is clearly is not just like some people in like a machine shop churning out CGI. This is real effects that they're actually doing with real cameras and practical props and everything. For the most part, of course, uh, and that's really that's really what I like about this show uh, is the practical effects are still really great. Uh, the suits are great. Uh, I love all the monster, uh, the mirror monster suits too. The rider suits are great. Where they've got these re- these really like overly symmetrical designs and it's so gorgeous looking like they're kind of like knights in a sense well yeah J- well jay of course they're symmetrical because they need to be a perfect reflection well exactly and speaking of reflection too where um you've got like the environment like they the, the environment's reflected too and and like you could easily like half-ass it where like you shoot in an environment where you can't really well you don't really need to tell but like or like they only do like a they like like they'll put a sign in just like a, on the ground and it's like the text is in reverse and that's the most they do. No, they go the whole mile like text on the wall they'll have reversed like signs they'll have reversed they'll have shit far in the distance that you wouldn't even notice for like a split second have that reversed. And I, the entire time I was watching the show, I was trying to figure out how the fuck they did it because it's like, like okay, shots in the background that makes sense. They could probably just do that in post. But then you look at it, it's like, it's clearly not the entire environment mirrored. It's just the text that's mirrored, too. But then you do shit like, you have shit that's, like, painted onto concrete or, like, physical signs that you could not be able to swap out with. Like, you have the actors interacting in front of it. And you have and, that. And it's, obviously, and it's obviously not just, like, them doing a flip shot on fucking editing software or something. Exa- exactly, too. And, it, and that's the thing as well is that, like, I wasn't sure if, like that's why they made the suit symmetrical. Like they filmed it with like all the props reversed and then they had that reversed that way. But it's so good. And like the only time I ever really noticed that like they clearly put something in post was in the movie where it's like, you could tell that they flipped around a sign in post because the lighting of like where the text is, is different than the rest of the sign. But even then I wasn't sure if that was just like, okay, they put up like a decal there and the decal was a different material than the rest of the sign or, Oh, it's just an editing flub or something like that. It's so well done. And I was like the entire time I was trying to figure out how they did it. It was, it, it's honestly the most, it's so extra and it was so unnecessary that it's just one of those extra little details that you don't really appreciate. Exactly. It's one of those, it's one of those weird, like little, like extra mild things that these shows go that like, in hindsight, it's like, wow, you guys really didn't need to do this much. Absolutely. I, I, and, and, I, and I think I like it the most because it's like, you can tell they even made them almost swap the way they, they fight, too. Where it's like, oh, wow, they're, they're not fighting with their dominant hands. Or at least in the real world's dominant hands. Yeah, Oja's fighting with his left hand. I kept thinking that the suit actor might have been a left-handed act, like left-handed fighter. Mm. It's well, it's, it's one of my Okamoto, so he's he's just really good at that. Um and that's that's one of the things I like too is that like it it left me genuinely guessing how they they film the scenes and everything cuz Again, they have the actual environments of the locations not mirrored or anything like that because 
there are elements that are asymmetrical in the design that look the same as how they look in any other writer show. Like they'll reuse that one like brick fountain and it looks exactly the same as how it did in Agito or uh, Fies or anything like that. And there's clearly elements that you could not artificially flip and post and stuff like that. I mean, you, technically you could. You get what I'm trying to say. It, yeah, you, like you could, but it would look weird. Exactly. Like there's there's asymmetrical elements where this this couldn't have been flipped in post, but everything else is still flipped and everything like that. But it's clearly well, well, it's not like it's like it goes back to what you were saying about the symmetrical suit designs because it's like, well, of course they have to be symmetrical because they were any, like it, like if you had saber in this show, it would look fucking weird because it's like yeah. okay you can obviously tell that they're flipped, but in this one's like oh okay. It's that it just looks it just looks natural with Saber would or with anybody that is, you know, asymmetrical. It would look unnatural. Yeah. And then again, there's there's still the usual like flubs like, OK, here is a bad cut where you can tell there's a jump cut or like you can see where they had the uh, the spark bags on the uh, the the suits. And like you can see where the spark effects on like a sword when it hits somebody they go off before the sword even hits. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think times. the most noticeable was uh, when Raya died, where you can see that like parts of his costume are clearly held together with tape, and it, it's <laughs> like at least it's not like with uh in the Drive movie where they just used fucking clear masking tape on the sword and it's super noticeable. Like oh they yeah, least, they at least tried to find tape that looked the same color as the rest of the suit, but it's still super noticeably tape because they didn't do a very good job and it's all bunched up and everything. Oh, but it's, but it's like you said, like just just that, just just the the couple of little flubs we have here, they're enough to make it be like charming, and also when they don't fuck up, even more impressive. Exactly, and I love that, it. It's that charming amateurish that you get, which is what what is clearly not a very high production, but it's clearly like a professional production where. We know what we're doing, but we just don't have enough money to really do it perfectly. And there's that there's that charming that makes the flaws that much more enjoyable, honestly. I, I'm not going to lie. Yes, it's dated and yes, it's not that great. But I didn't think the CGI looked that awful. The this, this CGI is spotty where there's there's clearly points where this does not look very good. Like a lot of the later scenes with like the, the f- contract beasts and the finishers and stuff look like when uh darkwing does the fucking wind tunnel attack that looks really shitty cuz it's it's like it's growing the gust vent. yeah yeah but then you have like again the the scene we mentioned earlier where you have oja and uh ryuki facing off with drag rider and venosnaker and they look really great uh, i mean clearly it is they you do. know it's not very high quality cg but it's there's uh, like uh, there's uh, the the movements feel natural and they're not like they're highly detailed enough where they don't look like complete shit, but they're still clearly like, this is like, this is still 2002. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like the lighting looks good. It's not like that kind of early CG where like they didn't give a shit about trying to do artificial lighting. So they just, I mean, they don't out. give a shit about that now. Well, they don't that give a shit about that. That was something I was now. asking earlier. Well, I meant to ask earlier with Yui and stuff. Why is it that when she finally snapped, she mentioned those two. Why did she mention those two? But it never I, would elaborate at all. Whatever. Uh, I guess that's the ones they... Because they, they, she mentions... I don't remember which other one she mentioned, but she just, like, names a bunch and whatever. It's not important. Yeah. But it was like you said, like, obviously not 
beautiful 2021 CG and all this shit. But just the fact that they went through the lighting and the shadowing, it it goes the extra mile. Like just oh, yeah. just the lighting itself goes the extra mile where it's like it still looks very good. Like not great, but for the time and for the budget, I got to applaud them for that. Like it looks nice. And like you said, yeah, there's dodginess, but there's also times of like, wow, you you guys did not have to do it did it go this far for this and it's great i liked it a lot oh no um so see. quick lightning round on the rest of the cast because none of them are really worth talking about uh there's yui and kanzaki's aunt who runs the uh the obligatory rider hangout in, uh, the <laughs> I, cafe. I'll, you know what i'll say this they maybe it's just me but they did get somebody who looked like they that she could be related to them <laughs> Yeah, she it got, wasn't yes. just it wasn't just some random person where you're just like, where, <laughs> where? But yeah, I, so she was fun. She was. She fun. kind of annoyed me sometimes. A, a little bit. She she's the obligatory wacky old person that honestly it remind. It, I, I made a joke about this, but it, the initial setup of you have our writer and his antagonistic rival slash partner living together and working part-time in a cafe run by an eccentric old lady with too much money. I'm like, gee, I could really tell Kobayashi wrote this because this is literally the same setup as O's. Um, right. I mean, it's she's not nearly as wacky as... Uh, what the fuck was her name from O's? I don't remember. Don't worry, nobody remembers. She, she wasn't that important anyways. Um, but she's not, like, completely irrelevant. She actually has an impact on the plot because, yeah. she, again, because she's related to our, you know, our main protagonist, more or less. She actually has insight on what happens, and it's it's really interesting, too. I think there's, there's I love the, uh, the joke of, like, once things reach the final act and everybody's too busy for, like, hanging around shenanigans and it's just all plot all the time, all fights all the time. She's just she's just getting pissed off about it. I'm like, where the fuck are you people? I have hired you for a reason. What the fuck is wrong with you? I hate this. I hate you all. <laughs> I love it. Cause what, she's like, you're all useless. She, she when there was like an entire crowd of people in there who didn't speak, I think didn't speak Japanese, and she's asking them to, to like help, and they leave. She just finally snaps, and she's like, "Fuck it! I can't deal with this shit." <laughs> I loved, I loved it because it's like they'll just run out and she'll be like, "Hey, hey, guys, wait! I, I want to talk." You know, like, okay, fuck you. I love that. I love guys. That it's too. rush hour. Where are you going? Like what? Kiwaka's I'm, I'm seventy four. I can't do this. Kidwalk is trapped in the three ring circus. Like Let's 60. go, Shinji. It's like, but guys, you were on shift until four. <laughs> I loved it. Wouldn't that be the life? Just to leave your shift whenever you want. I know, right? <laughs> um, I mean, so he clearly has the money to um, do it, and Shinji's an idiot. So, so g- g- as you were saying, so the miscellaneous character Ora Joiner, quick lightning out, Reiko. Eh. You know what? You know what's weird? Looking at her every single time I saw her when she got her hair cut shorter, I'm not gonna lie. She looked like somebody from a from a J rock band, like a dude from a J rock band. Not it's saying she's ugly, but it's the it's the haircut. So there she actually she kind of has a bit of an important role, kind of. I, I I like that element too, where basically purely by happenstance, the Ori Journal crew happen to stumble upon the mystery of the mirror world and the writers, and they start trying to solve it, and it's like, 
the, it, it's, it clearly stems from them just to be like, well, we're chasing the high of the Asakura, this escaped criminal. You know, he broke out of jail like three different times in the span of a month. Uh, clearly, we're going to follow this. Uh, and then it's just like, wait a second. How the fuck did he even break out of jail the first time? And they're going through and they see Shiro uh, Kazaki in the uh, the reflection of like a mirror or whatever. And they're like what the fuck is that? And they're just like, they start, they go on from there and they, they kind of just discover the whole world of the common writers and everything completely by accident too. And, and but, and, but uh, see the, the coolest thing is they were kind of, they were pretty much following the disappearances from day one. Pretty much. Episode pretty one, much. they were on these disappearances. It kind of went by the wayside. Sure. But they were still like, uh, maybe we should look into that a little bit more. And I, I like that element too because it, it, it acknowledges something that a lot of later shows don't really where you have the monsters operating in secret and the heroes operating in secret and oh the monsters just kill somebody and that person's just gone without a trace and you know nobody ever really you know the ever growing body count of civilians that just disappears never acknowledged in these shows and that actually ends up setting up the plot where they investigated early on and then it ends up coming back later where they're like Wait a second. So these people disappeared without a trace at all. And here we have this criminal disappearing without a trace at all. And there's this weird shit with mirrors. And all of them were around mirrors. And oh my god, there's a mirror world and there's It's monsters. red herring! It, it's, it's actually really interesting how they get to the to the conclusion stuff. Especially with... Uh, her name's Megami, right? Yeah. So yes. when they when they when no they use... Reiko you're thinking no no no, 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 no. no. he's talking about, I'm talking uh, about Kitawaka's girlfriend no. oh Megumi yeah oh I, she's I, li- I, I like her. I hate I her. like how I Reiko comes to the conclusion of wait fucking mirrors with Megumi with her little funny magician she, shit. she just she sees uh, Shinji jump into the mirror and she thinks she's he was doing a magic trick and he she she does a shitty magic trick for them and it's like wait mirrors of course that's right it's like it's like one of those fucking uh like batman deduction things where he just like somebody says something completely random and that solves the case for batman it's (laughs) waffles it's great waffles that's right waffles are shaped like a grid a grid like the city power grid i've got it robin the riddler is going to sabotage the city power plant (laughs) literally that's how it that's how it is are we talking 1960s Batman? Yes, clearly I'm talking 1960s Batman. He's talking about uh, the only good Batman. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a I'm lot talking, of good Batman I'm, aside from Adam West Batman. I'm talking about the only Batman I care about. Exactly. So. Anyways, so yeah, so I like that. and I, You know what? I, Even though I kind of got annoyed that they were still doing jokey shit towards the end, even though they did kind of get serious towards the end as well, I liked all the people in Orde Journal. I like the I like the chief. The chief is just a wacky jackass. The chief like is the best because he's just like he's just constantly fed up with everybody's <laughs> bullshit, and he's just kind of like, ah, whatever. I don't really care. You're making me money. Then he hire then he hires Meg Megumi, who he definitely was sleeping with. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't. He doesn't think come she's off smart like enough. That. No. Uh, He's, yeah, he's, you're right. He's I, that's, clearly. That's, uh, is this the way she had her arms or uh, her arms around his arm? That's usually a, that's usually a very, from what I've looked up in Japan, that's usually something you do with somebody you're very close and very affectionate with. It's not I mean, really if it's Megumi, Megumi boss. is Megumi is a they are, they said her. She's an themselves. idiot. She's very flirtatious. Uh, she's she's dumber than Shinji is. Um, <laughs> that yeah. George, Jay, that that's, that's basically Jay. That's basically brain dead. Exactly. 
they, they, yeah, they but Shimada <laughs> is fantastic. You have to say this. Shimada is fantastic. I loved him. He was so great. I, no, I Shimada's t- a girl. Oh, I forgot. Fucking forgot. Oh, you mean um you glasses? Mean sm- you mean smart the hacker? Lady. Yeah, smart brain lady. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> You're Wait, right. That's her? Yes. that's her. Yes, that is. I knew she looked familiar because I was just like. Where have I seen those cheeks before? Oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> she really does look different when she. Wow, that's that's she, actually pretty impressive. Hair. It's the hair and, and the glasses, weird. definitely. I love it how in episode final she's making herself look nice because okay, I'm gonna get this out of the way. I, th- I I'm pretty sure she has a thing for Shinji. She always has. She always has. Always she shows signs of it. And then the and editor in chief just looks at her when she's trying to put context in. And, he, and I think he's like, holy shit, she's actually hot. You're a regular Sherlock Holmes, Phil. She, she's kind of <laughs> irrelevant. She's out of the rest of them. She's the one who really does the least. She, she kind of helps where she accidentally photographs a mirror monster. And that kind of gets them more onto the... that. That's what gets them onto the actual trail of, oh my God, there's shit going on with the mirror. Jay, you have um, to put it in its proper context. She, okay, accidentally, so she, she accidentally takes a picture of a mirror monster while she's taking a picture of her pet iguana, which she is walking on a leash. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, that, which is the, the pet iguana, which I might add, was never seen before or after this point. No, she, um, no, she, she, she brought him in. Yeah, she, earlier she earlier in the series, she had him foreshadowing Jay. Foreshadowing. I complete. I completely forgot. Um, but in in terms so of her stupid. actual role, she she's the least useful. Not counting Megami, who doesn't count because she barely exists. Um, I I I liked her. She was fine, but she was she was she was just there. She just filled space. Uh, and that's pretty much it for them. Uh, that's that's basically it for the side cast. There wasn't really anybody else important. Um, Ooh, that's yeah, that's uh, everybody. Because we are yeah. Uh, so I mean, where do we go from? That's here? it for the show, basically. Guess we can get to right to the ending, because the ending is like holy shit, dude. <laughs> it's like holy shit, dude. So yeah. first off. Our main writer fucking bites it. Yeah, that's kind, of a, that's kind of a first for writer at that point where the the main guy actually fucking dies before the show even ends. He just uh, and not and only he does, does he well, die, he, he doesn't even die to a writer. He, just, he, he dies just to a fucking monster. monster. Yeah, it's it's it, so good. It's such a great ending too because it well for one. It establishes again that Knight is technically the real main character, but <laughs> two, it it kind of finally motivates him to kind of give up the to finally just not not necessarily give up, but he it gives let him go the motivation the to to let go of his facade, his douchebag facade, and finally actually decide to end things and make the world better and. It's kind of implied that because he again he he wishes for his girlfriend to be alive, but then the world resets anyway, so it leaves it vague whether it's Kanzaki just resetting everything anyways because he's a dick and didn't want to lose, or um, whether that's you know he changed his mind and he just wished for everybody to be happy, kind of thing like that. <clears throat> and it it's left vague there too, and I like that idea as well, where 
we get the new we get the new timeline where everybody's alive again and everybody's happy and everybody's not like like we see Asakura running around and he's not like a you know a, a escaped fugitive. I mean he's still a douchebag, but he's not like a, he's not a murderous douchebag. <laughs> exactly. He's <laughs> I mean he he wrecks Shinji's bike, but that's about it. That's the farthest he goes. And, and see, I like the see. I'll say right now, I love the ending because it's such a weird. And again, it goes back to that that same feeling of just. Yeah, you win, but there's a weird feeling of just emptiness of like, what, what did you do? What did you do to accomplish this win? What did you do to accomplish this all? And did Ren die? Wow. Yeah, he technically he did die. Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured I, I thought that he would have died because. I thought he would have died because of the way he was acting. Like he, he was laying there, and it's like he's not waking up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's this weird thing of, and that, and again, this is why I love this. And and I know we'll we'll get to the reason why it was changed. But I love this ending because it's just, it 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 feels. Of course, it feels very different for writer to be so fucking depressing. But it it's like a show where it's like, well, yeah, it makes sense that it ended this way. No shit. There, it was a, it was a legit war where there were just awful people, and then you have this one guy who tried to be awful but in the end he was like i'm not a bad dude i want everyone to be happy and he died trying to get it and i was like shit man yeah and then like when you see the ending it's just like it's not even like a happy ending it's like a bittersweet ending because it's like yeah everyone's alive yeah whoa whatever but like everything that you took to get here is like shit man fuck (laughs) like and it makes makes the uh it's weird because even though again the the ending resets everything and everybody's alive again, it doesn't make what happened any more futile. You know, it doesn't make Asakura's death or it doesn't make uh, Kidoaka's death or anybody else's deaths you know less meaningful. It it's kind of a everybody wins kind of ending where sure they still fought and they still died, but they still inevitably get their own happy ending. Yeah, but but you also feel like it's not like a true happy ending where like this is all fake. In a way, like this is this is not so this is not the way it was supposed to happen. You're all supposed to be dead, and it's like Jesus, dude. <laughs> like, fucking no way. He didn't have to do that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> no Jesus. Way. Like it really did. Maybe it's because I watched it in such a quick succession, but that really did hit me like a truck when I saw that. I was like, Ooh, okay. That that's a fucking ending. <laughs> Fuck. Oh yeah. So now about episode final. So, episode final. It sucks. Um, I actually like episode final. It ruins the theme of the show. Uh, I it think does. it gives it a okay. Okay, hear me out. I think it gives a better consent. Oh, it gives a more concisive plot and ending to the oh, a concisive ending to the actual series. And I actually do like the introduction, uh, the introduction of the new characters. I really do. But what? Do you what more concise do you need than Ren One? Okay, you you want me you want me to be honest? I don't like that the ending that okay. I don't mind that Ren One. I don't mind that at all. What I don't like is the resetting of everything. I don't because then that basically means that everything that was done throughout the entire show, all that character growth, all that plot progression, all the entire year meant nothing but, except for the fact. That except for Yui and Kanzaki not actually existing at this point. But as we said earlier, and Jay even mentioned it himself, 
it the resetting does not in thematic terms it does not make everything seem pointless because we know what it took to get here it seems pointless but at the same time that sticks with the theme of futility the entire show was a futile effort from the beginning because Kanzaki wanted to keep his sister from dying but she was always going to die literally everybody in this show who wanted something it was a futile effort the only one who I think the only two people ironically who got anything close to what they wanted was Tiger and Ren because Tiger was then called yeah. a hero at the end and Ren well he he won so, and with episode yeah. final they no nobody really wins it's just oh exactly. it's it's basically a cliffhanger for it, a it is literally movie we a never cliffhanger get. because it ends with there are still writers alive uh we ran out of time no so most now of them the, are dead except for Ren and Shinji exactly um so it's just oh here's a here's a rocks fall everybody dies scenario we're gonna go fight the big swarm of monsters the end no we're never gonna resolve this cliffhanger um <laughs> It's kind of like a really shitty version of Blade's ending. Because these two are still alive, so eventually they have to fight. I See, I like the idea because it sets up that... See, here's here's the problem is that episode final is quote-unquote the canon ending, even though it's not really at all. That's kind of a misconception. The, the only people that really say that is, is, well, it's technically it's Toei that says it. So that's fair that it's considered that. But for starters, it came out way before, uh, like, episode, I think, came it out, came, it came out It came August. out as a summer movie. It was the summer movie. So it came out around episode 30. So it's so far before the point when the show actually was going to end that it it can't really be an alternate ending because it... It's the same problem with Missing Ace, where, okay, this would work as an alternate ending only at this point at all, even though it cannot exist at this point at all. I mean, apparently the, the movie is supposed to happen after episode 46. Well, that's that's the thing, yeah. Cause it's we, it's the supposed movie... to be a retelling of the last few episodes, basically. Even though it's no, got the last few yeah. episodes and then replace them with episode final and you've got the ending. Yeah. Even though it happened before the ending of the show even was written. And it, um, and it doesn't make sense considering Femme was never formally introduced beforehand. She's only just vaguely just put in there as though she's already been there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and that's, that's kind of the problem too, is that because it's kind of considered the actual ending of the show, it, it makes the, the reset just seem pointless because it makes you think that, Oh, this is just going to happen again. Which is technically true, but that's, you know, we'll get to that in a second. Um, because it, it makes the movie just feel, like, thematically weak. Because you're following along a point where the show has not actually reached this point yet. So, here we are at the finale, except it's not the finale. And we just kind of have to speed along the rest of the plot progression. And I like the, again, I like the idea because they do the thing where... Yui just, you know, decides, fuck it, I'm going to just kill myself, but actually does kill herself, so everything just kind of becomes pointless. Yeah. But again, it leads into the thing of, well, I'm just going to do rocks fall, everybody dies, fuck it, and then restart the timeline again, because yeah. he can just do that. 
I think the only reason they actually consider that as the true ending is because at the beginning of... Did you guys watch the director's cut or the regular cut? I watched the director's cut. I was going to watch the director's cut. I did not have time to do it. I'm planning on doing it that size. It's an I, hour and 37 minutes. Too, I, so. I, I, I no, watched the director's hours. cut, and at the beginning, they show all the cards and which ones are dead and which ones are, are alive. That one actually implies, okay, all 13 have been in this timeline. So that's, I think, the only reason why they th- that At least for me, that's the only reason why they think it's canon. But, but, see, canon at, but see, at that point, for me... <laughs> I at this point for me, because I know Toei considers it the canon ending, but I almost want to see episode final as missing ace, where it's nice, but it's an alternate timeline. Because again, like like I like I said before, on the thematic sense, it makes no it makes no sense because it literally does what you were talking about with the reset. It makes it feel pointless. Oh, congratulations, we're going to just have a cliffhanger because rocks fall, everyone dies. And it, here's the thing, if it wasn't like, if it wasn't considered to be the true final ending, I think it would be fine. Oh, if yeah. If it was just, here's an alternate ending to the show where these characters don't exist, so these this plot regression doesn't happen, so this ends up being the final result where it's kind of like, it's kind of like an alternate ending in like a, a role-playing game where you didn't talk to this character or you failed this quest line instead of this one. And so because of this, you get branching path C or whatever. I mean, shit, that's that. what they did with 13 writers. Pretty much. Yeah. Or what if the time vent that Odin did actually split the timeline? I mean, at that See, point, that- we're, we're really just, th- we're really thinking high concept there because I don't think they thought that far ahead. Well, but it could be, but it's possible. See, it's an idea, but they never really established that because Odin's not even in the movie. That's right. That is also true. Which well, is weird because they, they set up that Odin is going to be in the movie and then Odin is just not in the movie at all, which is so big, weird. The, the, the big bad of that movie is uh, is Ryuga. Which is yeah, the dumbest and, fucking thing. And that, that, that raises a lot of questions because, again, the idea of mirror people already existed in the show with Yui proper. So here we have Dark Shinji, who is a writer in his own right because of reasons. Um, Which and then makes he, no sense he, in a way because then does that mean there are thirteen shadow writers? In which case, then does that mean they're doing their writer war in their world too? Clearly, I, th- clearly it not. Because a lot of questions. But I, I but, but actually that, don't mind the saying, concept. But the problem is that see that's why I'm saying that it brings up too many questions that this it, show is never going to answer. No. Hey, one thing I would like to say to get out of the I'll get this out of the way. I am not a very big fan of Ryuki's suit. Mostly his helmet because of the, the the lenses. They they just they're too bulgy. They kind of wreck. The, I get that they're symmetrical, but they kind of wreck the aesthetic for me. When they, they took that away with Ryuga's suit, and I fucking love that. They, it, it feels a lot more streamlined. I just wanted to get that out of the way. I mean that's I mean that's fine that you like the suit. It's just it's like Jay said thematically. It just doesn't work. If it was okay, if it was if it may if it was like okay, sh- the reason why Ryuga is there and nobody else has a Shadow Rider is because Shinji is kind of like this special case where he's like a link to it, and b- because essentially Ryuga. But, but now is you're bringing up dark- more questions. Re- yeah, exactly. Re- uh, because Ryuga might be like the dark reflection of Ryuki, but again, you 
wow, you're bringing up more questions than I actually thought. My God, maybe episode final wasn't as good as I thought. <laughs> I, I told you, dude, because when you really <laughs> think about it, oh, God, Jay, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> that's cursed. Yeah, that's the thing. You know what? I'm going to Photoshop that over the actual night, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> thumbnail. Um, no, but like. Yeah, that's the thing. Knight has eyes under there. Wait, is that really cursed, that picture? No, yes. it's just where his eyes are glowing, so where you can actually see it. It's just. It's don't weird. all the writers have yeah. eyes under their visors? I think they do, but we never see but, them. Okay, but seriously, going back to them. this. Because, again, that, and that's the reason we're not talking about 13 final for anybody listening. Because, it, I mean, uh, 13, 13 final, Jesus 13 fuck. Final, uh, 13 Jesus. writers, what because is this, that one is, what is t- literally fantasy? not canon. So, yeah. like, like this one, it's like, the, the, like Jay said, if it wasn't the fact that it was canon, I legitimately would have no problem with this, because I could just ignore it. But it's the fact that it is now, quote-unquote, the canon ending to the canon ending that we have now, which is writer time, which, you know what, let, let's talk about, because we talked about it during Wait, our... Wait, writer time is now canon? Yeah, it, it, it always has been. Yeah. So how does that even work? Don't ask. <laughs> so, and then, so then is Abyss... Abyss isn't even real. How uh, I listen, know that. Okay, listen, I know why let, let, is let Jay explain. Because Fem let Jay explain. Fem wasn't Phil. Phil. Written by Toshigi Inoue. <laughs> Okay, Beautiful. Okay. Well, okay. So, so like, let's, so, so a legitimate. Wait, I have not. So I have not actually seen uh, Rider Time yet. So I cannot I comment have, on though. how that's made canon. Technically, it's considered canon, but what I'm I've been playing with the, the time loops where you have episode final being an alternate timeline and everything like that. So uh, we need to very briefly talk about the very very cursed Ryuki book. Um, which I, <laughs> I've read snippets of. Uh, it's exactly as weird as you think it is. Um, I want to read it. Including, but not limited to, uh, Oja literally eating shit to survive as an infant, and then as an infant killing his mother somehow, uh, which is never explained, by the way. He kills his mom as, like, a one-year-old, and they <laughs> he's, never he's like a little. He's it. like a chest burster, he just pops out of the womb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Among other really, really weird, fucked up things that is, you know, it's commonplace. What the book establishes is that the show is just one of many alternate loops because apparently it's explained that at one point in the past, Oja won the fight and he got his wish of, I just want the fight to keep going over and over again. So it's just, it just, even though, you know, it's a happy, nice ending and everybody gets home, you know, everybody's home safe and sound. It's just going to keep happening again and again and again and again and again. And you can kind of take it as the show being the final loop because it ends, you know, it's kind of him conceding defeat and stopping the loop of the writer war. But even then, the book is like, actually, no, that wasn't the last one because it kept going on and on and on forever and ever until we, you know, just kill me and break the cycle, basically. Uh, And granted, I didn't read all of the books, so I don't know how they resolved that, but technically speaking it both, probably sex probably technically speaking both <laughs> the show the 13 writers the movie and the new one they're all just multiple alternate loops and i don't know how exactly it fits together but it's this idea of just like they, there is there is multiple loops to this so who knows where the fuck the actual ending is at this point who even can comprehend other than inoue because inoue is an insane man um He's a fucking crackhead, by the way. Uh, not literally, of course, but he writes like he's a crackhead. Uh, 
So like so, Hideo Kojima. Pretty much, except not nearly as uh, overrated. Um, oh. I like Kojima. No offense. Oh. No offense. Wait, you don't like Kojima? I do. I do like him. But he is uh, overrated. He's, he's, he's definitely overrated. Besides the point. Um... <laughs> Wow, so, so wow, Jay, you, you real, you really got the ire of the sons of Kojima now. Good. Oh, fuck them. Who cares? Yeah, they don't exactly. exist anymore. Fuck you, young. Uh, <laughs> so, so the point, the point I'm making here is that trying to argue or trying to figure out what the hell the canon is, canon ending is, doesn't even really matter because even in Inoue's own words, and the book is kind of pseudo canon, but again, nobody really talks about it. It's not going to matter because it's just never going to end at this point. So who even knows? Who even cares? It doesn't even matter. Again, I still need to watch Rider Time, so I don't know how that resolves that. It's but almost like it goes back to the fact that it's all futile. Pretty much. Pretty much. Again, that's except that's what I that's 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 why I keep saying this entire show is about futility. This in, the theme of the show is you can keep trying, but it doesn't matter. It's kind of fucked up. Now, Jay, I have to ask you this so we can confirm and deny because you're the one who would know this the most. Mm-hmm. How how actually mad were people at the ending when it aired? Because everyone always says, everyone always tries to say the misconception, or at least I assume the misconception that parents hated the ending. That's that's a good question because I honestly don't know. Again, where the movie is quoted as being the final ending, but came out way before the actual end of the exactly. show. Exactly. I really can't say. I don't know. I mean, Ryuki's not exactly the most popular show. I mean, it sold like a couple billion dollars, but in terms of actual popularity, it's fairly low on the list. But I mean, it. it it reviewed pretty well not reviewed but i mean ratings wise it did pretty good but it's just it's it's not nearly as popular with uh japanese audiences so who exactly even can say because everyone because everyone always says that and, and and i'm guilty of this as well when i was younger saying that like oh they had they had to change the ending obviously but like there really is no evidence of that because one Ryuki still fucking dies and then yeah. Knight still fucking dies and the whole thing is just a depressing mess especially Melancholia with a bittersweet ending and then yeah. you know it can't be 13 Riders because that came out way before and it can't be episode final because that came out way before so and freaking Kitaoka dying on his couch and Reiko mm. waiting to go on the date with him <laughs> so- and then Asakura going out like an actual fucking Chad yeah, um, <laughs> he gets shot. Yeah, he gets gunned down by the cops. And well, unless he... you're episode final, and he gets his ass handed to him by Ryuga, and then Fem basically just Fem fucking his steals death. his kill. What a bitch! I mean, you well, know what? You know what? Oja's a kill stealer too, so it's fine. He got what he deserved. Oh, um, but see, I like Oja. Exactly. So see, it's, that's it's that's the thing is that um, should we get Fem out of the way? F- uh, no, because she doesn't. Oh, okay. You she know what? Let, let me let me describe Fem. She's white. She's a female, and she's a common writer. That's the end okay. of it. And she's she she really steals and has no dignity. She actually does steal actually, and has no dignity. Can I actually say <laughs> something? Stop I actually no. Shut up! Shut up! Phil, I get it. I I get it. You know the, the tight leather. You know the chest plate. I get it. You know no. But see, no, sometimes I lo- sometimes I- a rapier is just a rapier. 
AJ, AJ, <laughs> please stop. Okay, so there's this. If there's one thing I actually really do enjoy from episode final, it's the dialogue between Miho, who's Femme, and Shinji. And Shinji, I love the. They actually do act like an old married couple, and it's really cute. I wanted to. See, that's why I'm saying, I really wish she might. She was a part of the main cast, like from the main show, and that could have been elaborated on. I really, and that's also why I want to read the book too. I want to see where that goes. You don't want to. I know where it goes. I know where it goes, no, but I. You really. I don't. do know where it goes. Why would happen? Don't worry about it. Anyways. Look, but I'm just, I like. I'm just, but you get what I look. Okay, you you get what I'm saying. I, I like the dialogue between them. I think that they're a very nice pairing. Okay, that's all I was trying to say. You sicko pervert. Wow, okay. pot meat kettle in it. Anyways, yeah, right. Jeez. Anyways, but like, I, I mean, in terms of her being in the show, I mean, where was she even fit, dude? Like, re, I mean, shit, they couldn't even fit Emperor in there. Think about that. Barely. You, you, you could take sub out her Ty, out. Take out. Sorry, with, go on. You okay. could sub her out with one of the other writers, but who knows? Who gives a shit? I'll be honest. That's the thing. It would have been pretty good. I. That's one thing I liked about episode final. It kept it to six writers. If they had limited, if they had like cut it down and limited it to like a couple of writers, it probably would have been better. Well. A little more character development. Yeah, well, the movie sucks, and no, no, nobody cares. <laughs> so, fuck it. Okay, take out, take out Emperor, take out Tiger, uh, Tiger, and give, uh, and give a couple episodes to Femme, and you're good. So, before we get to our final thoughts, I actually just want to mention a couple more, just a couple more themes that I saw here, and, I, and then one of the biggest ones is the obvious one, is that even though it's like a writer war, they very much, they very much emphasized the importance of taking an actual life. To the point where both of our main writers have a mental breakdown when they kill somebody. Or they think they've killed somebody. Like, Ryuki, like Shinji goes into a depressive state. Like, oh my god, I actually killed someone. And to the, to the point where he would let his own dragon try to eat him. And Ren, I mean, shit, dude. <laughs> like, like, that guy just went fucking just down a hole. Which I like. Oh, yeah. I like that because there, there are certain shows that try and do the whole, not even writer war, just writers against each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm, they kind of just kill. <laughs> they kind of just kill, you know? Even 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 when Koto is like, oh, my God, the investor people. You know, even when that happens, he still kind of just gets fucked by Mai and, gets, and just forgets about it. By the way, anyone who's listening know that literally happens. He gets his dick sucked and that's fine. And he's fine by it. Like, he has the sex jacket and everything. He has the sex hair. Yeah. Like, fuck, Garo even even tells him. Anyways. But, like, <laughs> in this show, they, they very much put the importance of taking someone's life away. Like, the, the, one, of the, one of the main things that Shinji says is, like, once you cross that line, you literally can never go back. Once you go past that, you can't come back. And I like that. I love that. Because... It's real. It's I hate to say it, but it's realistic. It's down to earth. It's like, well, yeah, somebody who's never killed someone, just being thrown into a position where you have to kill people. It's like, ugh, shit, man. And I really like that. And of course, the last theme that I noticed was, and this goes back to the fact why I love Mirror so much, is that they all had 
more or less of like, because, you know, mirrors reflect yourself. But in this one, it's like a lot of them kind of change in a way that a reflection would where it's like, okay, I want something, but how much do I really want? Like the main the main guy to, to talk about this with is Kitaoka. He wanted internal life. That's what he wanted. But at the end, he's just like, eh. I'm fine. I just live my life. I'm fine. I'm fine with this, dude. Like, I'm, I'm fine with dying. You know, I lived a good life, you know? I like that. I like that because it's literally a mirror opposite of what he was like. He was just a complete selfish douchebag who didn't want anything to do with anybody. And at the end, it's like, hey, man, you know what? I lived a good life. Whatever. I'll s- Let me say this. When it came- comes to his immortality, I'm betting you if he had one and he got the immortality... Down the line, he would have basically said, now I'm just wishing for death. Because I've seen everybody around me, and the world, the world's changed, and everybody around me that I knew is dead. I mean, that's just kind of implied, I me? think. Because cause I, I, I think that's more or less implied. Because, I mean, even with um, even with Goro, he's like, you know... He, he, he's, like, Goro's really the only one he, sh- he shows real, real emotion with. Because, I mean, sure, he, he hides it from everybody else. But with Goro, he doesn't mind being like human with them and i like that and the same thing goes with shinji at first he didn't want anything and well towards the end he's like no i want to save yui that's what i want and i like that i like that thing where it's like just like a mirror it forces you to see yourself and it's not out of like oh i i'm in love with her or oh i or anything like that it's more she's my friend he just wants to do it exactly why would i want to kill my friend i want my friend to be alive exactly I love that shit. I legitimately, legitimately like that idea of towards the end, they become basically a mirror of who they are. I, and again, maybe this really is just me looking way too deep into it, but th- they were so sprinkled across in the way that I watched the show that I'm like, I, th- I think Kobayashi and Inoue were a little smarter than they expected with this. A little bit smarter than they, than they wanted to be. But as they say, time for our final thoughts. So, Phil, go first. Hmm? Go for final thoughts, Phil. Come on, Phil. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, did I, as with this being my second time watching Ryuki in four years, I'll say this. It was actually flawed. I. I enjoyed some of it. I didn't really en- enjoy parts of it. It had things that kept me going. And episode final, I really need to rethink now because, oh my god, I I think it's only a few things I really like about it. But it, and the, the suits are great. Some of the characters, top-notch. Other characters, eh. That's it. Well then, Fair enough. I personally really, really enjoyed this show. Uh, I think the movie kind of sucked and could should just not have been made. But um, I, th- I really liked the themes. I, uh, you know, I'm a, you know, I fucking love Highlander, so I like, I like the, the hero on hero thing. This, you can this in Highlander, dude. It's so good. Anyways, Anyways. so. Honestly, it's weird because you can you can tell kind of early on that this really wasn't meant to be like a writer show. Like you can tell because there's elements that like 
this is so very different to everything before because you have like the this is the first one where they really had like the gimmicky stuff with the cards and everything and you had the the monster beasts you know they had stuff like that and from what i remember reading no it was not meant to be a common rider show but oh really um yeah, if I remember correctly, this was supposed to be a Metal Heroes show, you know, eight years after Metal Heroes Whoa. was dead and buried, thanks to fucking Kabutak and, you know, good riddance, you know, press S to spit. Um, <laughs> I would have loved that to be a Metal Heroes series. Actually, it would have worked as a Metal Heroes yeah. series. It, oh my god, all the suits actually look like something out of a Metal Heroes so series. Exactly. So, I really like the themes. I really loved the entire cast. Even, like, the shitty, like, no-name writers. I like Scissors because he, he's an interesting <laughs> concept even though he's, you know, so little screen time they barely explore it. Like, I like that idea where he's just like, he's a cop so he can just, just so he can kill people basically. Like, that's kind of a fucked up way for a villain. I wish they kind of did more with that. Um, I really like the plot. Um, again, there there's... My overall feeling of the show is that it's it's missing something. There is something missing from the show that I can't put my name on, but it, it it's it's almost it's almost great. It's almost amazing, but it's there's just so so something missing that that keeps it from being at a higher level than it is. And I really enjoyed it and I really liked it. It's really worth watching, but there's just there's just something missing from the show from keeping it from being just that much better, uh, which is not to say what it is is bad. It's it's great. I really love it. I I can, t you know, as much as we knock the butcher, I can see why he ripped off the show so many times <laughs> because it's just that good. Um, and that that's basically it. Is that like I? It's missing something from keeping it from being better than what it is. I understand, yeah. Um, how do I even? Well, <clears throat> so thinking back on this whole thing, and thinking back on the show, thinking back on its themes, thinking back on pretty much everything, it, like Jay said, it's missing something for it to be amazing, beautiful, in fact. But I think what it lacks in that it doesn't make up for I'm not going to say that but it gets elevated a little bit by its themes this is one of the only writer shows that we've ever watched that I actually had to think for a second where I'm like huh that does make a lot of sense now that I think about it and it's not like this whole thing of like you know over overly thinking about it these themes are very obviously in the show they're very obviously there. It's not like some fan wanker on fucking YouTube who reviews Power Rangers and Rosa Fedora for a living, you know, overly <laughs> thinking about stuff. <clears throat> Sorry. Anyways, my did did I say something? Anyways, but like, no. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's not thinking that deep into it to where you're basically grasping at straws. It's more seeing what they sprinkled in, and again. We make fun of Anoa'i. You know, we all do. You know, Jay and I, we do it all the time. But for everything we make fun of him for, he's obviously a very smart guy. He's obviously, he obviously does things with a purpose, and nothing he does is by accident, unless it's Kiva. So, you know. No, exactly. Well, no, actually, the the Zio episode, the Kiva episode that he did for Zio is a very much by accident. Um, 
<laughs> so, like, he does things with a purpose a lot. And everything that he does here, and with Kobayashi as well, don't forget her. She did a very good job with this show. I think both of them made a very good team. And again, like Jay said, it's missing something to make it that great. Like, if it had that one little thing, and even I don't know what it is. I'm, I'll be honest. I don't know what it is. I'm pro- somebody out there probably does. If it just had that one little thing, this might be up there with Blade for me. Might. But because of that, I'd give it an A. You know, I'd give it an A minus. I A minus. Maybe maybe B plus on on a bad day. That, yeah, that sounds that's fair. fair. That sounds fair. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. You know, it's not fair though. The wheel. No, it's not. <laughs> the wheel isn't fair, motherfucker. So let's read I, the wheel. <laughs> I hate, I hate the wheel so much. Don't say that, Phil. It can hear you. Phil, <laughs> Phil, have we learned nothing? Don't feel, don't don't. He can hear you, Phil. <laughs> oh God, I hit myself. Well, it's not just it's not just the wheel. It's also the deadlines we oh have. Oh my God, it's staring at me, Phil. It hurt you. Okay, so let me see here. Is it, give, is, it, is it giving you the night evil eyes? It is actually. Yes. You know, I could just I could just put those eyes over the wheel and it would fit. Do it. Yeah, do it. And it's spinning and it's spinning and it's spinning and it goes 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 Never a good sign. Oh, I need to oh, check no. who's. This better not. <laughs> this better not be a long one because I don't have the time for a long um, one. Um. Well, I can tell you right now. Wait. How long is this? <laughs> what? slipped <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh, oh no. no what was it I'm only gonna give it one more chance boy don't worry about it oh <laughs> hold on I need to check how long this is also whoever put this in the way you can go fuck yourself <laughs> oh no it's probably rabbit <laughs> Okay, so it's 32 episodes? Okay. That's, that's usually yeah, that's a good not, sign. That's not terrible, but can we find it? I can't believe we're watching an American series this time. Oh, no. 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 Tell me it's not one. No. Oh, no. 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 I'm calling out of this one. No. No. Oh. So, everybody. Congratulations! Uh, You're about to watch us. People, <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to Power Rangers with Operation Overdrive. You could go fuck yourselves. I hate uh, you all. <laughs> RPM. <laughs> this is RPM. This is Overdrive. Oh God! Of all the Power Rangers series, the one we had to watch the worst one. It's not Megan. You know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be better than we remembered. 
I didn't watch it, and again, I went off of Winkara's opinion. Of course Maybe you did. Maybe it might be better. I don't know. That's, well, that's, yeah, that's your fault. I was a simpleton, okay? I was a you fucking were. idiot. <laughs> Shut up! I like Shut that. Up, you. <laughs> Good one. Um, so, uh, it's 32 episodes. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can just shoot myself before it ends. Um... So next week, we are going, as I just said, we're going to Power Rangers. First time we've done this in a long time. I think the last time we did this was Jungle Fury, but nobody remembers that Two episode. Two years? Yeah. Uh, well, we did it with DJ of, tra- of Trader. Well, you guys did. We're probably going to have to redo that one, in all honesty. Um, so, Operation Overdrive. I fucking hate okay, this. Okay, I got to ask this. How are we going to watch these if they're leaving Netflix in a month? Just I fucking mean, pirate in the, them. Wait, next, in, I'm not pirating anything. Bitch. <laughs> wait, Phil. How long does it say? Do they have it till Netflix goes? I think tomorrow. Fourteenth. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Yep. Well, Phil, you better get ready, motherfucker. Phil, I can just send you. Yeah, I can just I ha- send yeah. you a link to where I watch them. Yeah, I have work. Uh, I have work. Okay, I have. Also, I'm, Phil, I, I, what I the got fuck are you talking things. about? Fucking, uh, I don't like pirating. Do you? Did, did you? Did you not just watch Ryuki? Did you? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Sit down. You're good. Yeah, but that's <laughs> fan sub. As as if that makes it better. Uh, 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 shut Phil, up! Just put your fucking eye patch on and get the peg leg on. All right, we're going in. We're going in. But I don't like, I don't want to no, be a I'm pirate. Not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing this one. I'm not doing this one. Are you really gonna let Jay suffer all by himself? Look at him. Look at him over there. How are you gonna do that to him? <laughs> Jay, I'm sorry. I'm getting the gun. I'll, uh, you're suffering on your own. <laughs> well, I, I always knew you'd be the first one to take the pill. Anyways, um. So yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, is he taking the blue pill or the red? Pill? Cyanide pill. <laughs> what the Can fuck did you post? Into <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so as as we said three times, uh, next week Operation Overdrive. It's thirty two episodes. Half of those probably don't matter. God help me. Most of them don't matter. <laughs> Wait, what did he post? Wish you. <laughs> I can't believe the first time we're going back to Power Rangers is this fucking shit. We d- I can't believe why? the first fucking show we do after our break is fucking Operation Overdrive. Like, we did all, we did Ultra Man Z, and that was fun. Then we did Ryuki, which was fun. And now, now back into the doldrums. Wait. Phil, this is wait, your fault. Don't, after, after this, don't you guys have Kira Mager that you need to Shut finish? up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And on February, Phil's solo review of Kira Mager. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I am dragging you two in by anchor. I am dragging you two in screaming and crying. I don't care. You're doing this with me. You are doing this with me. Anyway, hey, Dr. Claw. So, as we said, so next week, back into hell we go. We'll see you guys next week. I'm AJ. That's Phil. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. Phil, nobody finds that attractive. Oh, you don't know that. How many? You know what? I'm not even going to go there. And that's Jay. I wish you were all dead. <laughs>
And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs>